So I'm just putting this out here, and you guys are gonna see it on the Press Pod of Radio uh, YouTube. So I'm again, it, it's it's gonna happen, but I'm seeing a trend that I'm not liking. So I'm I'm about to use my fucking my soapbox powers. I'm about to put you all on blast, or at least put the situation on blast. Uh, so, the ALS organization has issued something called the Ice Bucket Challenge. You guys all familiar with it? Yes. Vaguely. Good. I, I well, it, I mean, it's not good. ALS is bad. Um, when <laughs> whenever you tell somebody to die of Lou Gehrig's disease, you are the worst person on the face of the planet. Oh shit! Here's- I said that today. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good I, well, I hope, I hope now, you I, now, I, now I know what the spectrum is thank you yeah no the spectrum is I hope you die of Lou Gehrig's disease then I hope you die in a fire like so yeah. and just hoping anyone would die is pretty bad to begin with but hey internet usually. you can be yeah, forgiven usually. yeah it's usually it's frowned upon don't don't mm. do it at home kids but uh, anyway so you know, just to get an idea, and, and granted, Lou Gehrig's disease is a uh, form of scoliosis that affects basically your nervous endings, your back, your posture, and it sends shocks through the nervous section that they basically suffer on the daily. And even though it's nowhere remotely near or close, uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge is supposed to be more or less a really shitty analogy towards uh, basically emphasizing what these poor people go through within seconds and they deal with it in, in like much longer than that. That's all it really is. Now it's awesome that like it's, it's raised for the people who are raising awareness. I, I think I've raised more awareness alone than I haven't done anything with ice or a bucket yet. Just to explain that the challenge is basically challenge somebody to do it. And if they don't do it in 24 hours, they donate a hundred dollars. I mean, th- that's all it is. That's all it is. And, and you know, I'm in California, so I can't use water or I will be fined $500. And even beside that, I will be a bad person because we're fucked right now. I'm actually like after taking a community vote, which if you participated in, Congratulations, because you've had to say, I think the winner, by and large, is going to be imported Fago. That's going to be arriving tomorrow. And you'll be seeing that on the YouTube. But the reason why I'm bringing all this up is the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge is not the fucking Harlem Shake. You just don't do it to be trendy. It's for a goddamn cause, okay? Just don't do it if you think it's cool. And for those complaining... Make sure you're complaining about the idiots are doing it. That's it. That's yeah. my message. I I've been doing that numerous times already on my Facebook. Yeah, I think, I think it, I, I think it just it's increasing awareness for how people use their cameras on their phones. That's really the only thing I've been seeing. I I, I would the... I would pay money to not have people put ice buckets over their heads. <laughs> I think so. the biggest issue is how many people just do it and they don't say why. I was looking at a bunch of them, and hardly anybody says, this is what it's for, this is, I'm donating, whatever, this is ALS, more information, go here. So many people are just like, I got challenged, ice, here you go. So it's not really raising anything when you do it that way. No. I I think charity should honestly be about just giving and not having to get a pat on the back about it. Like, even if you're the one that does that challenge and you donate, I've seen people that do videos of them, like, you know, writing out a check or donating money like it's not about you it's never about you and anytime you make it about you you're defeating the purpose entirely 
That's not the point of donating. I mean, getting awareness out is one thing, but when you're in front of the camera and you're doing it and you're tagging your friends and sharing it on social media, it doesn't become about the cause anymore. It's about you. And that's defeating the purpose. That's all these people are doing. Well, and it's kind of super sad. Well, most people, but yeah, yeah certain Because like, for example, I don't need an ego boost, really. I don't. But if me doing it can like help at all, because I'm sending a hundred bucks. Fuck it. I have the hundred bucks to send. I'll do that. And like, plus Luke Eric's disease is fucking awful. I've seen it. Like if this is for like polio or something, no, but this is Lou Gehrig's disease. And I, I hate that people are calling it AL, like it's technically ALS, but most people don't even know what ALS is. And granted, like Lou Gehrig's disease isn't exactly the politically correct term for it either. But fuck it. That's what people fucking know. OK, like, I, you know, like, I, I don't think we've reached a, 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 a fucking point in the timeline that is modern society. To where, like, we would have our little people version of Lou Gehrig's disease. But maybe the ice bucket challenge at the end of the day may change that. And we may finally start calling it ALS. Or ALS. Which is also just as stupid. Just, I don't know. <laughs> but I did, I read that they've made in the past 22 days what they made last year for the charity. So they're, they are getting a big, big, big boost in donations at least. Which is great. So. And yeah. even then, I'll be participating in two more charities, like, by the end of the year, and one of them being Extra Life. By the way, uh, well, I mean, I've already picked a game. I, you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait more, because, like, there's, <laughs> there's, you know, whatever. But I'm fucking soapbox done. So, usually, <laughs> I don't know, usually we say some stupid, funny, or irreverent shit, but I felt like we really needed to put a, a public nisomer or, or disclaimer. Nisomer. Andrew, are you trying, say stuff. Are you saying misnomer? Oh, do you, do you think I know what that means? There's no way. <laughs> I was thinking about what kind of soap you're gonna put in the box. I was thinking Irish Spring. I was kind of, I was kind of having a Princess Bride moment there. <gasps> Ooh, which part? I don't, I don't, I don't know that you've, if you think that. Uh, I forget what I'm trying to say. Never mind. I've had I too love much. I that to movie. Hey, I don't, I don't both, think man. you know what that. I don't think you know what that word means. Is basically what it's a misnomer. I think Probably I know the part you're talking we about. We did ruin. Uh, let's see. We ruined definition. Uh, we ruined a reference to a beloved movie. Um, and I, I personally think Sarah just made it better. Personally. Yeah, you know I take that just, back. I'm a bad person. I'm sorry, Sarah. So, are we doing a show, or are we gonna do? Um, ice cream bucket challenge. That was 8-Bit Mike's <laughs> idea. I like that idea much better. Ice cream bucket? Ice cream I, bucket challenge. I yeah, well, melted ice cream? No, you eat a whole bucket of ice cream. Oh. oh. Yeah, no, you have to do it or else you pay diabetes. <laughs> I, I, I could do that for charity. Yeah, for charity. Charity. <laughs> but anyway, that's in short fucking whatever when when we're not ruining definitions or shit you know what we are doing we're talking about irreverent but otherwise lovable just fun non sequitur bullshit called video games and you're along for the ride with us isn't that right folks yeah yeah Yay. yeah <laughs> I did not expect Andrew to be the one who feigned enthusiasm. And I, man, I, I'm a professional at that. <laughs> I'm always like that. Cited examples: nice. our friendship. Uh, Aww. Exhibit A. No, I'm. Well, hey, hey, 
it the power is yours. It's up to you to fix it. It's true. It's all yours. Yeah. You got what's it. That, what's that quote from? Is that Princess Bride 2? No. Uh, that, <laughs> damn it, that's no Captain idea. Planet. You uh-huh. literary ass fuck. Come on. <laughs> man. <laughs> the power is yours. I love that. I was like the only like, I don't know, this is the only depth or elevation that I don't even remember who was the who the voice actor was for Captain Planet, but I remember he like the last like the remainder of his career was an extra on One Tree Hill. So all I know is that Captain Planet has a wicked green mullet, and that's pretty Cap- much that all that needs to be said. I yeah, know that and- Captain Planet was a cheap marketing ploy to make you buy Burger King. Hey, they only did that promotion <laughs> once, but I have all those Burger King toys. By those, the way, those 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 planteers were a Burger King Kids Club. No, they dude, everything bull, was Burger bull, King bull, Kids bullshit Club. Bullshit, they weren't. Burger you... King Kids Club, dude. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had an exclusive contract with Burger King to fucking distribute the first six episodes of the first. Uh, I'm and sorry, I have the, the I, I, I have the, I have those VHS shredded or splintered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But can you still name all the Burger King Kids Club members? The fuck, I'm gonna be so politically incorrect. No, I don't no. want to do it. <laughs> they are actually horribly politically incorrect. I was gonna, I was gonna say, was one of them named Wheelie? Yes, no, Wheels. So it's oh, well. Wheels, Jaws, Lingo, Boomer, Snaps. The black one. Wait, the black one, one with he? Jaws. Oh. Ooh. The, God damn. the Hispanic one. Yeah, like the Hispanic name. one was Lingo. <laughs> Uh, oh. Sporty broad was Boomer. The yeah. photography broad was Snaps. The dog. Oh, I missed one. There's a seventh one. IQ. The redhead. Redhead guy. Yeah, IQ. Um, and then the oh, wait, dog. That's here. Wait, shit. I mixed them up again. Hold on. Someone give me Google. I'm getting them mixed You're up. Mixing Which one was the redhead freckled kid? That's dude. That's the fucking magic school bus. Wait, no. what? <laughs> what? All right, so Press Pause Radio, we're going to be talking about <laughs> Twitch. Hope you guys are all along for the fucking, yeah, for the ride. Let's do it. Everybody. I, I, I don't want to feign excitement again. Apparently, I got called out on the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, it's okay. I can't okay. even tell the difference anymore. If that, I if can't it either. Better. I'm hollow. <laughs> the power <laughs> is yours. Hey, there you go. Echo there we time. go. That I, that was actually appropriate. No, you know what's funny <laughs> is that, um, and even f- like I'm not making this up. Also, incredibly funny. But um, 3D Realm sued Turner Network Broadcasting and the Turner Network in general over the Captain Planet villain Duke Nukem over the fact that they basically wow. use similar likenesses, attitudes, characteristics, and the name and infringed upon the rights and uh, intellectual property of their Duke Nukem. And this is when Duke Nukem you know was what? just a I... side-scrolling game. 
didn't even know that that was a thing, but uh, yeah, yeah. He's now, that, now that I think of it, right? He's yeah. that yellow. He looks like the fucking thing, except he's like he's like the thing meets Kool Aid Man. Like <laughs> he's bright yellow <laughs> and all rocky and radioactive, and he wear like he's got a sweet mohawk, and he wears a Hawaiian shirt and fucking chanclas. Like he's got th- like flip flops and like just shorts, and yeah, and his name is. Du- but basically, like the best part is after they came to a settlement. In the last two seasons of Captain Planet, he only showed up twice, and he pretty much became non-existent. And when they did, when he did, uh, they just called him Nukem. Mm. And then no, also the character Vermin, Vermin V. Like I don't remember his full name, but the first season when she was introduced, he was voiced by Jeff Goldblum, my celebrity oh. doppelganger <gasps> and idol. That's hilarious. So wow. there you go. All the does fun any- facts that had nothing to do with video games. Does <laughs> Does anyone remember Toxic Avengers? Oh, dude! Of course, Are you kidding me? Trauma films. Come on, They're decent. They were they were amazing. Citizen Toxie, Citizen Toxie, still to this day is like one of my favorite <laughs> fucking movies ever. Wicked. Verminous v Scum. That's what it was. Which, to be honest, still isn't that creative. Does anybody remember the shitty Captain Planet NES game? You should, Sarah. Uh, it's a shooter. Yeah, up. I un- I understand that quite quite well. Uh, I haven't touched that one yet. I don't know that I will. You should. It's terrible. Uh, I'd love yeah. to hear your opinion on it. So, oh, I'm sure. It, it won't be D-Force, but it'll be something, I'm sure. You should stream it on Twitch, because that's what we'll be talking about. Before we do that, let's get the introductions out of the way, because I'm yeah. starting this show back on tracks. <laughs> let's do it! You know, this didn't get, like, dark like it did last time. Because last time we talked about... Every time we talk about, like, childhood shows, it usually comes to, like, some dark secret that <laughs> most people don't know about. Well, no, because, like, I ruined Power Rangers for these guys. I do remember that. No uh, one can ruin Power Rangers for me. I'm just saying. Oh, well, yeah. You got a stomach. Uh, then he'll tell you all about the Red Ranger, and it'll make you sad. No, what? Red Ranger isn't... Well, Sarah was there for that, I think. Or was? I think he was. It's a, it was a rumor anyway. No, it's not a rumor. It's true. He's, no, he's not gay porn. It's not. He, dude, I have all the links. He is a <laughs> gay porn star. Okay. Wow. The, the myth is perpetuated. The, okay. I mean, and I don't care if he is. Or well, yeah, neither do I, right? Like, all the Jason more power David to him. Frank is kind of a dick. Uh... Like, he's a, terrible, he's a terrible guy. I'm talking about Green Ranger. Oh that guy have you ever talked to him he's a terrible fucking guy he he like and every time he like it's it's like he doesn't even he second guesses when he's a terrible asshole on social media when it's far too late and people are able to <laughs> screenshot his shit and then he deletes his tweets like that you're mother- talking, talking about the green ranger yeah no nah, no nah, he fights for jesus he's cool <laughs> he fights he because he's christian and 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 for jesus and he fights for jesus so I, I hope I hope they have Power Rangers like Christian Power Rangers. That'd be awesome. No, but do you guys remember the Christian superhero Bible Man? No. No. Okay, so we had a Christian. So we had a Christian thrift store in town, yeah. and we normally went there to buy clothes or whatnot. And I'll, you know what? I think I'll drop the Google link. Yeah. So no joke, and and I'm pretty sure, and I'm I'm not. I hope I'm not going to hell for this or whatever, whatever, whatever. I think um, I'll save you seat. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, no, I'm not making this up. I think whoever marketed and created Bible Man 
just watch Arnold Schwarzenegger's Jingle All the Way and <laughs> literally ripped off Turbo Man and fucking made him purple and called him Bible Man. And like, oh it's almost, I'm not kidding, it's almost a palette swap. It's eerie. Except he's like more traditional superhero esque, but he's even got like some shitty, crazy sidekick and like. The bad guy even looks like Sinbad from fucking Jingle all the way. It's a goddamn <laughs> mess. So I just remember that. And I remember we like ironically bought the action figures. But then like what's funny is we ended up bringing them to like um, like some fucking church. Like I, I want to say church charity drive like for some chick that I was dating at the time. And I'm just like, there's no way I want to ironically hold on to these anymore. <laughs> and like, I figured they would sell too. Cause I never opened them. Cause I was fucking stupid like that. But anyway, so yeah, that was Andrew. Um, the other uh, two people that we've got, and then we got yours truly. There's me fucking goddamn. We'll get to video games soon. I promise. Um, <laughs> then we've got, we've got, M. M has been able to go ahead and join us and she she's been busy with her misadventures of Comic Con and other fucking fanciful tracks <laughs> and visits. Oh, a lot it Yeah, very fancy. Yeah, I didn't oh, get the fancy. chance I didn't get the chance to like come meet you and I'm sorry. It's been really hectic, but I hope you had fun. I I'd love to hear about fucking your adventures. I uh, did. I had a very good time. It was good. I'm not sure what else I can say, but <laughs> It was a very fun trip. Comic Con was really cool. I'm excited to go back. Yeah, I think I'll like now that I'll have more free time or uh, or more like I guess to more or less rephrase, I'll be working closer within the industry in a way that like would warrant a visit to Comic Con. Um, I I'll be checking that out, but um, yeah, because like I don't know, I I just want to go to for a funsies convention by the end of the year. That's what I'm down to do. But not to say that none of the other ones are fun. I, I, me and Sarah are going to have some fucking fun, though, at PAX. <laughs> by the way, if you're gone... Yeah, shot, and, yeah. and Sarah's on the show, by the way. Sarah! Hi! Yes. It's me, again. We get, like, our introductions just get worse and worse by every show. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll be... We, I mean, you guys are already aware of this, but just to remind all you guys, we're at PAX. Flag us down. We're going to have our name tags as well as our badges. Um, and believe me, like, Sarah's, like, the the tallest fucking guy ever. So you're going to see him. I I have more beard than face. So, I mean, you'll 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 definitely, if you if you see us. You'll see his beard. Yeah. If least, you see right? us, like, just don't feel free to say hi. It Do- doesn't matter if we're talking to somebody. Giant guy to, giant guy and giant beer. Yeah. Beard. 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 That's what I'm Birdie. trying to say. Giant birdie. I'm a bird. Okay. Um, no. Nah. Caw. 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 <laughs> you can fight. And oh, no, I can't even quote it anymore now. I, I don't. Uh, think, oh, I know. God on a terrible damn roll it. Today. I'm a birdie. Bam. Ah, there you go. Waited, waited, waited. Well, I was trying to think of the movie. It's been so long since I watched it. Hmm. Whoa. I don't think you recognize what movie I was quoting. I thought you were it, actually just trying to not come. Not, it's not going. Oh, it's not. Oh, then I don't know it. No, I was going. I was going for the cock quote, but never mind. Now that we're all lost, let's thoroughly renavigate sure. back to where we need to be. Um, all, right. all right. So what's on tap for fucking tonight for the old press pod radio? Uh, we're gonna be hitting up some news. Like, uh, for example, I don't know if you guys heard of it. It's it's a big old fucking mess of people and video game announcements and European travel in Cologne, Germany. 
which, by the way, I love that it's called Cologne. Uh, Gamescom, we're going to be talking about some particularly uh, significant announcements that came out of that little doohickey of an event. Uh, then uh, there was also some leaked rumors that I think we should totally have fun with, which would be awesome. And I and I totally hope that it, it, they are confirmed because that would that would just make it all the more sweeter. Uh, but yeah, we've got we got some sweet news, and then afterwards, what's in your console? And uh, then from that feature topic, we're going to be talking about Twitch, uh, some of the new changes and new enforced policies coming away, and just like a lot of like we're kind of going to argue how mainstream is Twitch becoming, and just how 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 integral is it becoming to modern gaming. So it definitely bears a lot that's that's worth talking about, and uh, we'll arrive at that point. But till then, let's let's go ahead and hit the news. Yes. All right. What was the biggest thing to come out of Gamescom? I'll let you let let the blood is on your hands. What was the biggest announcement that you think caused like the biggest uproar or whatever? Fucking give it to me. Mm, I wouldn't say it's the biggest uproar, but like I, I honestly thought Microsoft had a really solid showing. Um, if I can remember correctly, they didn't have anything big actually announced other than the bundles, uh, like the system bundles. Like they confirmed the. Uh, Sunset Overdrive bundle, uh, which is the white Xbox One. They confirmed the Call of Duty Advanced Warfare bundle. Uh, they showed the multiplayer for Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Um, I, I honestly... Uh, God damn it. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I kind of want to play it. <laughs> like it, it looks like it's different enough to where if they should have just called it Advanced Warfare and just left COD out of the title, it just seems like it's a different game. The multiplayer seems different. Kind of has a Halo vibe to me in some really? respects. It does. Like I, the more I see on it, the more I kind of want to play it, and that makes me feel like a bad person. But I, really. I, I, I just remember how cool it was when Call of Duty Four and MW Two came out. You guys remember that? Remember Sayer? Remember when we used to like Call of Duty? Oh yeah, yeah. That was once upon a very long time. I know. Ago. Well, I know. you know what's weird <laughs> is that have you guys noticed how much of the buzz surrounding Titanfall has like fallen, diminished? Diminished it's, significantly. The sad thing is they don't really have much to offer. Like, I like Titanfall. It's a fun game. But once you get your 10th gen, like, you'd never really unlock anything other than, like, some decals and some stuff for your Titan. They never even rolled out additional Titans. They came out with two map packs thus far, with a third one coming by end of the year. And they don't give you any extra Titans. You get the three standard ones, and that's it you get, like, there's no incentive to play it because there's not a lot of unlocks. Like, in a multiplayer-only game, you have to have something to bring you back and keep you going. And without that, it's just, it kind of falls off. Like, it's fun to play it here and there, but I can't imagine for people that have played it consistently, they made it, like, their online game of choice. There's there's not a lot of content for them to explore. It's kind of a shame. I'm sure they'll probably bring there, out there more for the There aren't very sequel. many weapons either. If you notice that, there's only no. like five guns. Yeah, and with the weapons, you have to do specific challenges 
just to get your next generation or like you know that's how you prestige in that game is you get a gen and 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 you have to do specific challenges for weapons to get that so they kind of force you into using all the weapons and doing these specific challenges um which i guess is one way of doing it but to kind of force you into playing the game a way that you wouldn't want to normally i don't know just i miss I like you train. Titanfall. i just train is upset about gamescom <laughs> it wants, to, it wants to talk about it wants to talk about all the train simulators that they showed at gamescom i understand that there were there, there were actually train simulators. I, I, I know there gone. was. I know there was, man. Europe loves them some train simulators. No, dude. Man. I, I think it's it's a trend that's like expanding beyond Europe. I think everybody like if you go to the Steam forums, like to me, that's like a whole subgenre of community on mm-hmm. Steam. It's it's fucking like I don't I don't and I'm not saying this insultingly either. It's fascinating i i actually kind of want to try it to see if it's something that's worth checking out because i actually like trains i don't mind them <laughs> then you should I, check I, out densha to go yeah it's that oh. super neat uh, no there's a a playstation 2 fucking train similar to game where it's actually a train yep. controller right uh playstation 1 actually oh and also ps2 there's a version but there's also one on wonderswan which i'm sure that i'll buy eventually for ten dollars i don't I really don't understand how that will translate very well to WonderSwan. Does, does knows, it get its own controller it. <laughs> attachment? Not sure. It might. Oh god, that why? Why the fuck would anybody do that? It, it'd the be question like, is why not? No, there. Uh uh-uh. uh That's like carrying your own little Rolodex size controller with you on. Nope. <laughs> uh, that's big. Well, what's the difference between that and a Turbo Express? Let's be real. Yeah. That also. Enormous. I played that thing on a bus. The biggest, the biggest handheld I think I've ever carried and dealt with is a Nomad, and even then, after oh, a while, yeah. like, ridiculous. Nope, nope. Like, Game Gear, Game Gear is the biggest I'm willing to go. Two, two hours of battery life on that, yeah. Game Gear is the biggest I'm willing to go. And you know what's funny? You know it's really strange and like almost a frighteningly alarming comparison. The fucking Wii U gamepad is barely bigger than the Game Gear. That makes you think, how the fuck did people and way carry later, this around? No less. And lighter, yeah. How did people carry this around in their pockets? How did I do this as a child? Pockets? You need a backpack for that thing. No, I put it in my, like, well, I have, like, those fucking Junko jeans, dude. Oh, well, yeah, that's different, though. Yeah, they're sweet 90s-ass Junko. Did you have Junko jeans, Andrew? With pockets down no, to your knees. No, no, Did you have those like, sweet Ben Davis, like? jeans is that is that what your, your game nah, was? My, my whole thing was like when tommy hilfiger first came on the scene like i had to have a pair of those jeans holy they 70, shit they cost 75 goddamn dollars but i was like i gotta have them and then like <laughs> my mom would cheap out and buy the tommy hilfiger shirt but not the pants i'd be like i hate you so much related you know yeah oh really hold on no related what i'm about oh. to mention um so i had the, the most expensive thing in my games collection my game collection you guys ready for it Mm. Yes. I I have the Tommy Hilfiger Game Boy Color. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> they made a Game Boy Color. It's literally a yellow Game Boy Color with the Tommy Hilfiger logo on the front. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> wow, man! Yeah, uh, Tommy how expensive Hilfiger, was that thing? I I don't know. I'll look it up. But I hear it's pretty like it. Like I don't know. It's not like Pokemon Game Boy Color expensive, but I hear it's kind of expensive. What are you I found it about? in a flea market. Yeah, I've got one of those. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, those things are fucking stupid expensive. Are they honestly? Yeah, the one with Pikachu and Togepi on the front? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, that you, one. you, you got, you got a pricey little fucking gold brick of a Game Boy there. I paid, I paid ten dollars for it. It's fantastic. Jesus. Yeah, yeah look at that. So, yeah. Sarah, Sarah the Toy Hunter. Done it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so can we can we get to the the big old white elephant in that in that little Gamescom announcement uh, show with uh, Microsoft? I, I guess. All I right, guess forgot so. what it was. <laughs> I'll refresh your memory, please. So, sequel to the Press Pause Radio Golden Zombie oh, Game shit. of the Year. That's right. The quote unquote exclusive. Yes, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider, which, but not, but not really exclusive. Just we'll call them like TikTok exclusives. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. Has anybody used that yet? I no, don't think so. I think I just coined it. Yeah, you just ours. made that ours. That's ours. Ver- verbal Excellent. copyright. Bam. <laughs> Got it. Anyway, um, hey, yeah, that man, fucking shysty verbiage. The shystiest of verbiage. Oh, they've been doing that at conferences like this <laughs> forever. No, but it's so funny because. Like, you'd think it would arouse, like, some sort of, like, I don't even say, like, suspicion, but you think that, like, people would just be more cynical when hearing that now. Like, everybody immediately, like, jumped and launched at arms, and, like, who could blame them? Because, the, like, the nomenclature involved with, like, their presentation, like, honestly just made it sound like a pure-ass, pure exclusive. But I've come to learn, even when that isn't involved in the verbiage... That any third-party exclusive is never truly third-party. And this is even back in the day. Fuck, dude, look at Resident Evil 4. Oh, Resident yeah, it's Evil on 4. everything now. <laughs> yeah, but at first, like, it was only GameCube. Yeah. Um, shit, man, the, I think there is literally only one. I mean, one game I can honestly think of as a third-party game that is, like... And I mean, like, in recent memory. So we're going back within the last three generations. So, again, recent memory... There's literally been only one game that was third party exclusive and and wasn't even and and even then I think it had development or otherwise direct assistance within production uh, but that was Soul Calibur 3 for the PlayStation 2 and that yeah but it was also in arcades yeah but I mean now you want to you want to see a truly third first uh, third uh, exclusive third party game PN03 yeah. Also, Gotcha Force. Wait, that wasn't that a GameCube? Yeah, it was. Both of them were. It was Capcom. Yeah, yeah, but Nintendo, but Nintendo like had some part. No, they didn't. In that, it was it was all Capcom. Uh, either way, though, like, like I'm talking. I don't know. It's it's just strange to me. Like it was a strange move, but yeah, the moment N- like Nintendo would have nothing to do with Vanessa Schneider. There's no way. Hmm. Point point given. God, that was such a weird fucking game too. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, just I and and you know what? Let's just let's play devil's advocate here, because like when everybody was up at arms on on social media, I I still honestly could logically like make sense of that decision and almost even stand behind it. I mean. I don't know if this makes me sound like an arrogant elitist prick, but correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't what gives your, like, honestly value, what adds to basically the platform that you end up going with 
Is that not exclusives to begin with? I mean, that definitely has to have an influence. And for a incredibly competitive console market, and one that is on the verge of seeing all-time lows within the last decade, especially considering the rise of mobile gaming, freeware gaming, and PC gaming, which is sit with a whole new resurgence, and that's all thanks to the new onset of digital distribution. Would you not think that exclusives would be a good thing for those who still want some sort of purity as far as a console market's concerned, those those fucking purest quote-unquote gamers, and instead, no, when fuck that. I don't want to buy a system and play a fucking game. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Like, it's stupid. Like, this is not... Don't people buy it. systems to play a single game anyway? Like, I seem to remember myself buying a Vita just to play Persona 4 Golden. There are certain games that, yeah, and to be honest, as much as I really, really enjoyed Tomb Raider, I mean, I... Like, we all did. And it's no secret. As much as I, I truly enjoyed it, I, I, I have heavy anticipation for the sequel, but I still have enough reservations to be cynical on whether or not it'll be a system seller. But I believe that there are games that are system sellers. To be honest, the most recent system seller that comes to mind, in my opinion, is Uncharted 2. When that came out, I... I would. I'm fully confident in saying that, like that game alone, is worth owning a play, uh, PlayStation Three. At the time, it really was. Um, I, I, and I still think that, like, the console market kind of needs these things to happen. I just, I don't understand. And like everybody, like, like it, it just kind of goes back to like what we were talking about in, in like, in a completely different uh, conversation about entitlement. That, like, you know. There, there, there's, there's a cause and an end for these things that simply need to happen for the, for, for the bigger picture. And like, I, I feel like people refuse to see that because they're so fixated on like the petty entitlements that basically don't include them in the bigger picture, so to speak, or they don't want to conform to it. It's bullshit. I don't know. That's just me. Any, anybody dissenting opinions? Anybody? Not really. I, I feel like that's they they want that. I mean, it's it's at the discretion of the 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 system and the developer of the game. You know, I mean, they're obviously doing something if they want to bring out their game just to that system exclusively. You know, I mean, I I don't. Yeah, it, it is a sense of entitlement that customers feel like, or you know, gamers feel like that. It's like, oh, well, you have to put this game out on multiple systems. If that were the case, Nintendo fans would be freaking the fuck out because nothing comes to Wii U. None of the shit that's coming out this year is coming to the Wii U, you know. And do you see them all pissed off? No, because they're Nintendo fans. They they're all you know. It's whimsical and it's fun. It's video games, and they are hey getting Bayonetta too. And hey guys, you remember when video games were fun? Like that's all they care about. They just want to play fun games. They're not cynical. They're not you know system elitist assholes. They're not. You know. I mean, it's 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 kind of refreshing that like more people should be pissed off about that stuff because Nintendo gets nothing, but. They're just playing fun, enjoyable games. They don't care about which games coming out on which system or which system gets the DLC first. They don't give a shit about that. They yeah, should. like Ubisoft is like basically come out and said today. Funny enough, like in in a you know in a related uh, reference, they're still supporting the Wii U and will continue to bring like you know titles to it. 
But they're not bringing Assassin's Creed to it anymore. The last Assassin's Creed game that the Wii U will ever see is Black Flag, and that's mm-hmm. it. And, like, I can I can see their argument, because, like, the Wii U is still... Like, Mario Kart 8, man, really put some life into the Wii U and made it really good. And, and like, I think... Game, like, and Bayonetta 2, which, to me, is a very, like, related uh, comparison and an example of, like, more of this. People are just like, why is it, like, why? Why would it come out to just the Wii U? Sega, like, if Nintendo didn't get involved and do that, like, help Sega even, like, convince them to, like, resurrect that property, we'd, like, the cold hard facts is we'd never see it. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, we'd never see it. Like, Nintendo, that's why it's a, it's a Nintendo published game. Like, with Sega being involved, but that's because Nintendo, like, footed the bill. At the end of the day, if, like, the studio is able to make these games because of these facets, like, I, as a video game player, if I want to play it bad enough, I will buy the hardware. And whether whether or not you think that's a shitty business practice, that's the way it's been since video games since forever. Like, I don't, I don't understand where this, like, fucking uproar is coming from or or how people can find it justifiable i mean for like like steam everybody i remember when steam first came out it was like the only way you can play half-life 2 why why would you get mad about that i mean that like that if anything that attracted people to steam that alone that was one of the biggest things that helped make steam what it is today you have to do shit like that to establish yourself like them's the breaks kids i i, I just i don't understand i don't but I, I, for one, I'm in full support of it, you know, and mm-hmm. and if it happens more often, I mean, I there's been rumors for a while and it and it keeps getting more and more heavy. And I know we've mentioned this before, but like I hold out hope for it. But if Shenmue three does, in fact, pan out to be a PS4 exclusive and it comes out and Sony has a trademark on it. Sweet. That that alone, like made my PS4 purchase worth it. And if like. Xbox One owners are going to get pissy about it. Like, I'm sorry, them's the breaks. Like, fucking, like, that's that's just how it goes. So, I don't know. I just I just don't understand why everybody's mad about us when this is, to me, like, I, I don't know, guys. Is it just me? I think what it was is because this, like, isn't a new thing. But it, like, definitely, like, wasn't something that was being done for quite some time. Like, almost everything's been multi-platform the last generation when it comes to third party and like this reinter this slow reintroduction of it because what else had like timed exclusivity that I remember everybody fucking threw a bitch fit about recently somebody help me refresh my memory mm. <laughs> it's really it's usually just DLC like, yeah. like 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 map packs for call of duty and shit like that it's just it's just annoying but not the end of the fucking world like people like to make it out to be sometimes no, I can't remember a specific game that was. There was like there was something that like came out first. Oh well, like for example, uh, the Mega Man Nine and Mega Man Ten. Uh, Nintendo basically got a deal where like they would come to Nintendo hardware first for at least thirty days, and then it would hit like PSN and three sixty. Mm-hmm. Basically, I think that's what it all was. It was just honestly, and and in a sense, that's what we're seeing. But like, fuck, man. I mean, again, nature of the beast. I don't know. But I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad. I, I honestly thought I, I'd find a little bit more uh, friction on, on the topic. So kind of glad you guys are seeing where I'm coming from. But I, I you know, I'm, and I'm glad. It's just weird to me. Like, 
if it wasn't timed exclusive and it was strictly exclusive, you know, and when people say that they're yeah. missing out on potential like revenue, that they're missing out on a on a fan base. I don't think people really take into account how much like production costs or I don't, I don't know if they've be recently become inflated or whatnot, but like the production costs going into a like multimedia release, like like stick of truth is fucking on everything. And even then, like they're able to barely break even, even though that game was commercially successful, like fucking dead space three is considered a commercial failure, even though it sold quite a bit, but they fucking made that available on almost everything. I don't know. When, when you concentrate on one format and you have a, a fan base that, that can benefit from it, I see the exact opposite. I see, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe my economics are just plain stupid, y'all. Maybe I just don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but whatever. It's not like I, you know, present a logic or anything. Mm-mm. But I digress. What else is big? Sarah, why don't you hit me? What, what what else was big that came out of Gamescom? I'll, I'll give you a hint. I think me and you really enjoy enjoy it. I will. I don't know. I, I wasn't really paying attention much to Gamescom, to be honest. Oh, boy. Okay. PlayStation <laughs> TV, man. It's coming out. It's oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. Cool. I figured you'd be more excited. <laughs> what, uh, what, what about when they announced that Treasure's making a new shooter for PS4? That, is that it got Treasure, announced. though, or is it just the uh, the producer? Um, I don't know. Like, he, he did it, oh, his the last creator. G- it's the creator. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He he did his last game with Grev, so which was Kokuga, which never came out in Canada, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's sort of you know I'm not holding my breath on that because it'll probably not be available up here either. The developer's M2. M2, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, I'll have to look a little further into that. Hopefully yeah. it makes it here, but uh, if not, I'll be a little teed off. Mm. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's something they announced right before Gamescom, I think. Yeah. Or maybe right after, something like that. Which, but. you know, that's fine and dandy. If, if it makes a physical release, and hopefully it does, yeah. uh, you know, I'll definitely snap that up. Because in all likelihood, it'll likely go to Xbox One anyway. Oh, wait, no, it's PS4, isn't it? It's exclusive, yeah. Yeah, so either way, it's going to be uh, it's going to be some sort of a, uh, a region free thing if it's going to be uh, on disc. Yeah, so, but go, going to be a TV, I don't know. Are you excited about it? Like, like what are what's the benefits of being a Vita TV? I mean, Vita TV is nice and all, but I mean, it doesn't have the the full compatibility that I may need. Which. In, uh, I, you know what's funny is that like it's not also like it's really weird, but um, there's an HDMI right. version. <laughs> so the HDMI <laughs> bundle is $130. So what? HDMI is also not standard. So That's it's kind of stupid. Really, like especially with considering the, like the native resolution that it actually runs at on like the Vita. Mm. So. I don't know. I, I just, I kind of, I, I'm miffed as to why they didn't just release a cable for the Vita anyway, because there's this mysterious port that has zero use. I think, honestly, like, like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if it's like, if I'm just reading into it, but I, I think Sony's starting to treat Vita like it's a dirty word. A like, little bit, yeah. You're right. It and like even then, like. The fact that they rebranded Vita TV as PlayStation TV worries me. I I don't understand why not. Like, 
like that to me that it's the whole Wii U thing all over again. Like I don't understand how like you know uninformed or casual consumers will be able to associate or otherwise relate that this is a fucking thing that plays Vita games on your television. Like and even then I I think they're mostly focusing on just the marketing of PSN and the fact that it plays games and basically using the Vita games without it's it's like like I don't know what it, it's like they're trying to spin it to where they're trying to recycle or otherwise rebrand Vita games and and basically trying to cut their losses. And I don't know if that's me being like, really jaded towards what I, I I can only think that's going on, but I don't know. But that honestly seems like it's the case. But even then, like at this point too, like it's not that Vita's dead. It's just they don't talk about it. But they're they're fucking games coming out. It's just that they like. The Vita, if anything, is just becoming a, a portable method to playing, like, a lot of the multi-platform releases and the yeah, niche games. It's becoming, like, a PSP, yeah. but, like, being accelerated. It's a P- I don't know. PS, PSP with a bigger screen. It's a PSP with a bigger screen and more fucking games coming out to it. Because there are, oh, yeah. there are there, a lot of a games. Lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just, like, it would help if you actually talked about the games. And the thing that, like, boggles my mind, like, and, and like, I, I would love to, like, get your guys' insight on this. So, Tearaway, which was, like, one of the best examples of, like, you know, the uh, PS Vita exclusive, is getting ported to PlayStation 4 and making use of the touchpad. Excellent. Awesome. A lot of the compatibility issues with certain games going to Vita TV or PlayStation TV is the fact that, like, they incorporate touchpad controls and the DualShock 3 controller can't do that. Like, that's so backwards to me. Like, especially when, like, the DualShock 3 is... It, it, it's a very antiquated controller. Like, it's only associated with the PS3, and even then, like, the they're, like, Sony, I think, and Microsoft, really, they're they're really trying to way, move away from, like, PlayStation 3 and, and 360. I mean, like, I think that's only third-party fodder at this point is hitting those consoles. So... Why the fuck would you incorporate, like, an antiquated control system like that? Like, mm. I, I just, I don't understand. So, I like, the touchpad controller to me makes way more sense. But I think it's just because it's more expensive or fucking, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Am I stupid? Tell me I, stupid, I, guys. I, I, I just don't know what the benefit is. Like, couldn't Playing you Playing it on just, your TV. I, I don't know. I don't really know if that's really necessarily what I want to do. But like, there's like other stuff too. I I don't know if they'll be exclusives or whatnot. But like you can also like it's also it's like a Roku as well. You get to stream stuff on it. So maybe it might be a cheaper PlayStation for fucking parents to buy kids. Who knows? Yeah. It'll still be able to play Vita games too, like physically. Like you can pop them in. I guess that's kind of cool. I guess like if if I did want to play it on the TV, it'd be kind of cool. But I just wish that I could just somehow take an HDMI out from my Vita, sync up a Bluetooth, you know, a controller or a PS3 controller to the Vita and then be done. I, I feel like having another piece of hardware to confuse people is just kind of a misstep. I wish you could just do it from the Vita directly without going through another piece of hardware. And, like, even then, I still... I don't even think hackers have found, like, a reliable... Like, how is Vita gameplay captured? Like, did they find a way to, like, modify it? Nothing I'm aware of, personally. <laughs> yeah, me, me neither. So someone needs to stream me doing Ali Ali and show you, showing you how good I am. Oh, uh, dude! Did you know I'm that Ali Ali hit Steam? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I am not good at that game. <laughs> I love that fucking game at all. 
Yeah. Man, and see that was that's like one of the best reasons own a Vita. So I mean I'm glad Ali Ali is getting, you know, more people to play it. Mm-hmm. But still. Anyway. I think that's enough Gamescom. I mean EA just showed off more shit about games. I don't know if Mass Effect is in good standing anymore at this point. I'm really worried about whatever new Mass Effect game. Uh, I mean, Casey Hudson left, so that's not great, but I'm sure it'll be okay. It's Mass Effect. It could be developed by one guy, an intern from EA, and I'd still buy it. <laughs> it's EA. I mean, or it's Mass Effect. Well, that's awfully optimistic of you, sir. I, hey, man. You, well, you got you to you be a proud supporter of, of the brands you love. True. Definitely true. M. Yeah. There's been some leaks of Super Smash Brothers that I think we should all should talk about. Oh, it's man. Actually, oh, it's, man. Yeah. So if those are legit, I, I'm so happy. Yes. So it's something like it, it, it's it, I know it may sound like cheap fan service, but it I don't think it is. I think it's real, like because they've been hitting it out of the park with this roster. But Shoryuken has reported that they may have confirmed the remaining leaked characters. And everybody was worried that, like, because at this point they didn't release any, like, details about um, Ness at all. And I think, uh, if anything, like, that was, like, you know what's funny is, like, Ness wasn't exactly, like, a big player like, but like lately, like he's more of a fan favorite. But yeah, I was I was kind of worried about that. Only Earthbound character, by the way. So Lucas did not return, I believe. But so far, uh, the returned characters that are missing and like will probably make for the biggest Smash Brothers roster ever, uh, according to Shoryuken. If you guys are ready for this, I'll go ahead and start off from smallest to biggest, in my opinion. Bowser Jr. And then Meta Knight and uh, Meta Knight, Yoshi, and DDD are returning, which I knew Yoshi would like. That, That like, to me, is, like, hardly a reveal. Yoshi's been in all of them since the original. Um, and then, of course, you know, we've also got uh, Dr. Mario, who, mm. like, everybody, like, was also kind of concerned because, believe it or not, I mean, he's he, they, there's a big difference with him in usage. Uh, and then the two newest competitors, other than Bowser Jr., is Skulk from Xenoblade Chronicles, which he was the protagonist of, and that would be fucking rad. And, you ready for this, guys? The fucking Duck Hunt Dog with what? Companion Duck. Oh, my God. oh man. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. fucking, I can't wait. If that's, if that's legit, that's my main. Like, right there, yeah. that's my main character. You know what's funny? And how many times we joke about this, guys? Really? Like, how many times we joke about this? This, so, completely, this completely forgives for me the fact that there's, like, four or five Fire Emblem characters in the game. It and really this, does. This completely forgives it, honestly, if it's real. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Like, for those, of, uh, for those of you guys who were with us since the beginning, the Duck Hunt Dog has always been an unofficial PPR mascot. So, <laughs> like... I know he's no longer incorporated in any of the shit that we have, but, like, man, back in the day, like, that's all you saw is that big-ass dumb dog's fucking stupid face. <laughs> and, like, and he will always be near and dear close to our hearts. And, yeah, I'm with Andrew. I'll, I'll main the fuck out of him. And what's cool is that, like, I don't know if it's legit legit, because, like, what's funny is, like, the dog has never had a name, but, like, the dog's character, when, like, a, well, the name that pops up is just Duck Hunt. Yeah. So, 
Well, the, weird... the, the, the other thing that's kind of discouraging about this supposed leak is they don't show the me fighters in anything. And that's actually one of the fighters in the roster is your me fighter. So it not showing up makes me wonder if it's real or if it's just a fake. I hope for I hope it's not fake. I think it looks legit legit enough that it's not, but that is the one thing people had been pointing out was that the me fighters aren't on the roster at all in those pictures they show. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, yeah, who knows? It might not be real. It might it might be. I hope it is because I really well, want. Well, it's to like I don't know if it, Duck Hunt Dog, he's he's got a real like like a real 420 look about his eyes, that like glazed eyes, and like. He's just so he looks so happy and adorable next to adorable duck hunt or do, a duck hunt duck mm. who's just like staring back at him like those two aren't supposed to be friends. But I'd love to see. I don't know. I'd love to see what exactly they incorporate into his arsenal. Like, I don't know if he's going to be like an ice climber clone or fucking something or if he's actually going to like use the zapper like I don't know. Weird, like whatever weirdness they decided to get with him, I would, I, I'm gonna be like really fucking stoked about it. So, and do, that, do, do, do you think they like actually getting this leak out? Maybe potentially it was supposed to be a PAX reveal. You think? I honestly think that that would be because like that's been the nature of certain like like situations like this because like it's it's you're you make an excellent excellent point i mean it's really close and then like at every pax as of late there's been some sort of reveal into some capacity i mean that's how we saw mighty number no. nine that's how we saw ducktales um and I, I i think if anything the one thing that would possibly discourage that from being the situation is that like nintendo has had smaller presence at every consecutive pax like they're like they're 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 hardly there more 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 they have less floor space and even then like as you mentioned it earlier there's nothing really coming out to the wii u other than bayonetta 2 so i can imagine like sega for example having wii u's on on hand to like show off like bayonetta 2 gameplay like they always have but i i literally i don't see like nintendo being there at all because like the the biggest release that they honestly have going on and and it's going to happen next month is Hyrule Warriors. Yep. And then like like fucking Mario Maker, uh like Yarn Yoshi or or I don't Yuli Yo, Wooly Yoshi, Yoshi's Wooly World, um shit like Smash Brothers, all that I I mean, I it could I could be wrong cuz all of that was at their E3 floor space but like e3 is different beast for nintendo i don't i don't i don't know it all depends if anything you know what i take it back they're more than likely will have a big presence at like the the handheld lounge because pokemon alpha uh sapphire and omega ruby are like gonna be out relatively soon and i i i wouldn't see them passing up that opportunity to like promote pokemon but I don't, I don't know. I don't see them doing a whole lot. But you may, they, that may be a very big coup. It is coming out for 3DS relatively soon, isn't it? Yeah, October. <coughs> October. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you couldn't be right. But fuck that. We fuck shall news. see. Yeah. We shall. Ooh. We 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 you. Nah, I see. Fucked it up. Hey. Um. So I was thinking, what's in your console? Let's let's get that out of the way. Let's, let's do it.
So, I I normally don't like to go first, but I, I kind of want to get out of the way because I'm really excited to talk about it with me and like me and M, and and like everybody as a whole. <laughs> I don't know um, how much exposure you've had to it, um, Sarah, but uh, I want to talk about PT, that fucking game, that demo. <laughs> so it sucked too because like I was at work, um, like in my day job. So, like, somebody already, like, got to, like, the Easter egg that, like, at the end that, like, made the whole experience even cooler. Because it just, it just showed up on PSN. Like, Konami didn't even actively market it. It was just something that showed up on the storefront. I don't know. First off, can I, can I ask you guys, like, how, how, how cool is this to, like, use this as a meet? Like, I don't know if it's just me, but, like, video game marketing has been fucking amazing lately. Like, just basically saying... Hey, by the way, here's this new game. Oh, and it's already on the network, whatever it's, network you like. It's cool because they, I remember watching Gamescom coverage and watching the Sony presser, and I was like, this is kind of depressing. Like, it's just not that exciting. Had they announced a new Silent Hill game, that would have been insane. Like, that would have been a big buzz at Gamescom. And the fact that they chose not to even announce it just to put, say, and that's the thing, you cannot find PT on the store just by, like, browsing. You have to specifically search for it. You can't find it on the storefront. You can't look at it under demos. You have to actually go and search and type in P and T for it to even come up. And the fact they did that and they make it this whole water cooler word of mouth thing to find out what it is, it's it's really cool. I'm glad that they did it that way. But that's I don't know if that's a Kojima thing or if that's I think just, that's a Kojima thing. Cause I, like, I think it kind mm-hmm. of is. It sounds like something he would do. Yeah, because like and you know, and it worked. Like viral marketing Mm-hmm. Is the most effective form of marketing. Yeah, like, in I don't know, they they fucking nailed it. But like, and even then, like, I oh, dude, you guys, like, and and like, I really like. It's funny because Andrew, and and I don't mean to put you on blast here, like for a minute, Andrew. But like, well, well like everybody knows about it because like we've talked about it at length with the Fatal Frame Games Club. I don't like, like scary stuff. No, <laughs> and this game, <laughs> this game is at all. This game is terrifying. Like it nearly, it gave me like fucking like palpitations. I, I, I watched a clip of someone playing it, and all I had to see was like the first initial like you look down a hallway and you see something at the end of the hallway and in like one of the doorways. I was like, nope, fuck it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was the not, end of that. Not doing that. <laughs> like what's weird about the game is that like its biggest strength is its greatest weakness because it's like to me like it's weird it's 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 it's, it's like a non game it's like a gone home sort yeah. of experience um, because like honestly like there were some people that I I felt like they didn't get it or like I don't know if their patience or their attention span just couldn't afford to do it which like I don't know like I feel like there's a I don't know if there's an expectation and, you know, with the way we're selling it, we're making it sound like the fucking like the scariest thing since Kruger. I, you know, it it, it truly did like it's very disturbing, but it's disturbing in this like really organic way because like I think what it does really well is that like I'm not being directed to a point where like like I'm not following any direction or navigating myself along this like period of events or timeline in which I'm to expect the stare. It, it, it's quite literally just fucking happening for me stumbling through this like repeated set of hallways and like ambient, like the, the sense of ambiance 
like in this game and like everything from the ambient noises to like the little effects like cockroaches appearing out of nowhere and just like and even then like there's some stuff like I don't want to spoil a whole lot but like it finds new ways to like like I, I will say there there are times where I hit my wall with a game because like the, the 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 things that you have to do to keep the situation going along are cryptic and like after you get stuck at a certain area repeating the same hallway and the, the the scare factor loses its effect but like going down a hallway and then like hearing a woman like crying on like a phone that's off its receiver and then seeing like the area like covered in like dried coagulated blood and crushed beer cans and like cest and roaches and seeing the letters h-e-l-l from what looked like a panicked hello that was scrawled from fucking fingernails scratching it slowly appear in a different area of the actual hallway where it's basically composing entirely new frightening context about hell and how I'm going to be fucking dragged there and hearing like the trademark static of the radio and like watching things flash before my eyes and blood and being strangled and losing reflection. And the point that I got to the, in the game, like, I don't know about you guys, but like the scariest fucking thing, like, I don't care like how it's applied. I don't even care how, how bad the movie is. It, it's just something that will unnerve and unsettle me and any shitty, scary movie can have it. And that will like, to me still stand out and be scary. But you guys like that, like that jittery motion that happens from like fucking movement to where like there are flashes and like they're stuttering, moving about like with like like basically like convulsions and stuttery and whatnot movements, like you get, like the Grudge for example yeah. did that. Yeah, at some point, and, and this game's a first person game. That's how you fucking move. <laughs> so imagine going around the area in first person and like zooming across the screen with like screen shrieks and like fucking flashes of terror and playing that in the dark. It's unnerving. I had to put the game down. I could not finish it. <laughs> and like, like I, I think that's going to, and like, I don't know. How do you guys feel about like, like fucking Guillermo del Toro? And I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Fuck you. Almost. If I, you got, you almost got it. Uh, correct me. Go ahead. G- Guillermo. I said that, didn't I? <laughs> Almost. Pacific Rim guy. Yeah, Gael <laughs> Ermo del Taro. Um, and yep. Hideo Kojima. Uh, <laughs> along with fucking um, Nom Nom Radis, um, will all basically be involved. Like, and believe me, like Boondock Saints is my second favorite movie of all time. I enjoy The Walking Dead. Like I, I love Norman Reedus. I feel like his like new stardom from The Walking Dead is kind of being a little embellished. Like I, I'm excited for him to be a part of it, but I, I'm kind of hating uh, that. Like he's also the shit in Blade Two. So just saying. Yeah, you know, but but Blade Two, dude, that was also Guillermo del Toro. It was. That's the connection. But we yeah. all have our phases. Um, oh, fucker. Late 2 is amazing. <laughs> Dude. Anyway. Um, fucking. Yeah. I will fight you. <laughs> Bring it. Anyway. Um, yeah, dude. Just like. I don't know. This meeting of the minds is like to me. Like the most intriguing. And it's like. 
And here's the thing, too. This game, and they're they're pretty much, like, I don't know if they're, like, purposely trying to be aloof. But, like, this game can honestly have nothing to do with the main game. And they even say that. Like, it was just an interact. It was an experiment. And mm-hmm. if the experiment is a testament of the quality that we're going to expect from fucking Silent Hills, which even then, that's also really weird. <laughs> then, like, dude, I'm all for it. Because, like, honestly, the property is, like, like really like fucking fallen from its graces within the last couple of releases between homecoming downpour and then the shitty collection that came out like almost no. And like, I think if anything, like I think it's a return to form because just like resident evil, I feel like the, 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 the franchise just saturated to a point where it got silly. Like there's a fucking silent hill light gun game. Like there's no need for that. I what was that called again? Like the Silent demo? Hill. No, the uh, the. I think it's just Silent Hill the, the arcade. Oh yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, Silent Hill arcade. I think that's yeah. And it has like the ripped up uh, thing around it, and then you walk in, and the, the guns are there, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's dumb. I, I look a little bit. It's dumb. Yeah. So I don't know. Like Emma, what, what were your thoughts on PT though? Like, <clears throat> well, I didn't actually play it, um, but I watched a playthrough. It was I found it really interesting. I'd heard that it was very much all about the jump scares. Um, but I actually only noticed like two or three, but like you said, it's very atmospheric in the sense that like I was covering my eyes every time they're turning a corner and like it builds up so much. And I found that not a lot of big things happened, but it was kind of the culmination of the small things, like the writing on the wall or the different little things that pop up and go away. Do you know what I mean? Like Oh, it was creepy. It got me pumped, though. It was... I'm excited. I feel like... You know, it's funny, too. Like, I think, like... Because Andrew mentioned, like, the whole water cooler effect. And I feel like they, they really played at that. Because every single person I talk to, I'm always learning about a new thing. That, like... Like, when, when something happens like that, like, oh, did you see this? Or did you see that? Like, me, like... I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys... Like, there there's nobody talking about, like the maggots that were like slowly building up or like basically appearing and how lifelike they looked during like certain like because like the hallway goes through dramatic changes and like there there are little things and like there's at some point the windows near the the turnaround that like that that corner that corner every (laughs) time was like the worst and you know like i to me they're like little cues of design that like are really taken into account. Cause I don't know about you. I like, I'm going to, I'm a fucking adult, but even then there are times where like, there's something unnerving about turning a corner in the dark, even when you're in your own home, like that. Oh, yeah. And they really play like, it, it's, it's like, it's like this psychologically instinctual fear that you can't avoid even like in age and experience that like will hit you. And like, it, it almost like regressed to like some of that scariness. Like I remember as a child, like remember like when like scary movies impacted you in such a way when you were a child <laughs> that like, yep. there are certain things you couldn't do like this game. And like, I'm, I'm a fucking like, you know, I'm not saying I'm a capable adult, but I'm an adult. Like I, I just, I didn't expect to be affected by it as much. Somebody was even talking about, like, in certain instances, like, the windows, which I always, like, tried to look out and then it'd be raining or whatnot, that, like, they would hear creaking or scratching. But, like, in between lightning strikes, there'd be, like, fingers, like, rising from the bottom of the windowsill, scratching 
violently at the bottom of the windows. Like I that's, did not notice that. Yeah, I, exactly. I never noticed that, but like I went and saw it in a in a video playthrough. And like, see, that's the one thing too. I, I I feel like you definitely get more of the effect of the game when you're playing it. But the fact that somebody can watch it. Like, you definitely, you're, it's weird. Like, it's interactive horror at its best. And, like, I I personally thought that this, like, genre or this, like, direction of design was dead in video games. And this game completely changed my mind and perspective on it. Like, I am so fucking pumped for it. <laughs> and, like, I, and another weird thing, too, like, and it's also really, like, I don't know, it, it wasn't talked about at all. You guys notice, like I said, like this is something that's only on PS4 and through Sony. It, like, it, I don't know if this was a money hat or whatnot. Have you guys noticed that they haven't mentioned whether or not Silent Hills will be exclusive to uh, PC, uh, PlayStation 4? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Maybe, the last, like... Well, the very last one they did, wasn't it the uh, the Vita? The terrible <laughs> Silent Hill Vita game? Yes. Uh-huh. The... I compl- oh my god, I completely forgot about that one when yeah, I was mentioning the laundry the, list of shit. for the shit. best. It is. Um, but what is it going to say? Book of something? Book of fear? Book of book? Or something. Um, but yeah. It, and I don't If anything, I think Sony may have pulled another Destiny and just got like early like exclusiveness or coverage or yeah. like like, you know, outlet privileges towards this game. And that we might still be seeing it on everything. I don't know. To me, you guys, like, I, I I think this is, like, really weird to say. And, again, this isn't, like, a omission of, like, me admitting favoritism per se. But I will honestly admit, I'm touching my Xbox One less and less. I, I, I just, I really am. And, like, even then, there are a lot of things that are currently happening with the Xbox One that it's just fucking weird to me. Um, like... I don't know. Did you guys like so Microsoft and like I don't know how like they they mentioned this in the show too, but like again they also omitted some details. So now they're able to achieve some 1080 games that run natively at that resolution, but they're sacrificing frames to do it. So like we're not gonna get anything at 60 frames per second. Which to be honest, I don't always like games at 60 frames per second. And I'll actually go into a perfect example that I think me and Andrew have been playing. And Andrew, I'll let you take lead on that. If you Which can guess what game, yeah, I know I was playing. I, I I can't actually. <laughs> uh, have you been playing The Last of Us Remastered? So sort of. Um, I started it and then I tried to play the multiplayer and then I stopped playing it for a little while. <laughs> I totes don't like that multiplayer. You didn't play it on like the PS3? I didn't really. No, no, I never it's, really gave it much of a it's chance. It's an acquired taste. It's, and, it's and not like, like Uncharted's. No, no, and Uncharted was a lot more fun. This is more based on what prick's gonna, you know, come up and, and try to bash your head in. Like, it's just, it wasn't fun to me. But, you know, then again, I jumped in brand spanking new. Had no idea what I was doing. Hitting the wrong buttons. <laughs> like, trying to hit buttons to aim, and I end up throwing, you know, Molotovs or something. I'm like, wait, what? No. You know, if anything, the one thing that's really jarring for me on a PS4, and especially, like, with playing these remakes, you know what I keep forgetting? Mm. But the touchpad is a button. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I keep, no, dude, it, it, it's so it worked, bad. It worked so, extremely well during the Destiny beta. I loved it for that. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. it was really organic too. But like, it was super I kept nice. thinking, like, yeah. how the fuck do I get to the crap? Like, dude, I fumbled so hard. I forgot like, how to play that game. Trying yeah. to play the multiplayer. Yeah, well, um, it, it's it great though. It, my feet. What's that? 
Oh, it took me a while to get my like my Last of Us feet back. But I, 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 I just I, I just kind of gave up on the multiplayer. I tried that a few times. I was like, oh, this is bad. I'm going to go back to playing something else. But the single player, obviously, is great. Uh, the collection's awesome. I mean, running at 60 frames per second is nothing short of absolutely beautiful. Um, and then I, I know if you lock it at 30, it does increase. With like, I hear like shadow and some other things are improved by locking it at 30 frames, but at 60 frames, like it's just it, it's 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 crazy. a little too smooth. Is it just? I I feel like I'm in that mm. like very small. Like, I enjoy that though. I like when games do that. I, I it's the same like when I watch a, you know, like a a, a, a something on TV and it's in high def like that. You know, okay. like your video. Are, are you talking about true motion? Maybe like the high def true motion where everything looks like really fast and smooth. Yeah, I hate that. Like I, totally I actually enjoy it. I, I, I really like it. Yeah, yeah. true motion usually works only horizontally though. So like stuff that moves vertically will will sort of still be at thirty frames per second, mm. but everything else gets you know ramped up to sixty to one hundred. I see. Yeah, but I'm not. Is, I'm, I don't know what it is. I'm just not a fan of that effect. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, I actually. I'm I not was, either. I, be, mostly because it's intermittent. Mm. It, it it doesn't stay like the whole time like that. Yes. No, really. no. Yeah. With older movies, like things mm. that weren't things that weren't built natively to work in true motion, when you like adapt yeah. it, it it. But like, see, here's the thing though: remastered's natively built around like that that sort of effect. But if anything, I don't know. It, like, I don't like that that level of smoothness. I kind of like like the film, like yeah. re- like like locking it at thirty to me felt really natural and like like I don't know what it is and maybe. It has something to like do. movies. Movies run at twenty four frames a second, right? So right. I I think what it, it what it is is it's something that's just been like naturally imprinted over years. Like I noticed that like when I'm playing like Tomb Raider, uh, like the the definitive edition also does the same. It has the same exact effect on PlayStation Four, and like um like a, a younger relative like adapted to it so cleanly and loved it and like. Mm. when like my aunt went to go pick up that younger relative she's watching play i'm like oh my god why is it is it just me it's moving too fast like she got motion sick from watching it so. yeah that could happen so i remember when the hobbit was out in theaters that the hobbit did that it like ran a very uh it was like a like, increased yeah, frame rate than like, what they do normally like, in theaters uh, yeah 47 frames a second yeah and i really enjoyed it but yeah most people did not really like that at all <laughs> so no. yeah it's it's an acquired taste but I like it. it. Looks great. Um, I looks like all the amazing. extra content they included. They included the documentary, the making of. Uh, train was included in that version <laughs> oh, yeah. of the game as well. That that train, that DLC. I admit that train. Um, but yeah, dude, I, how I, many? I, hold on, you dude. There's been like three trains that oh, like kinda, passed by yeah, within that, an hour. That's a that's a third or fourth one. It's a busy time during the summer. They gotta get their quota of train uh, deliveries, whatever the fuck trains deliver. <laughs> Their quota of appearances on Press Pause Radio. I guess so, man. We must sign an exclusive deal with them or something. They don't know <laughs> about this. Dude, um, I, I'd like to see. Yeah, I do. Where are the Yeah, I don't know where that is in writing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think it's a good game. I mean, for sure, if you haven't played on PS3 yet, or if you want to go back and get a really good version of it for PS4, it's, it's well worth getting. So to me, like, I don't know what it is, but like, I think there is a, like, when everybody's like when I've enjoyed uh, conversation talk about remastered, I think there was a scene that everyone like personally chosen as like the scene that truly glossed like all of the upgrades, like the thing that like 
truly showcase like all the work. And to me, uh, that scene was right after they leave uh, the initial city where they uh, basically escape with that truck from Bill's town. And they're driving, and like one, the moment you see the truck like splash the water against the like the Everglade blades of the like the foliage, um, and, and you're seeing like the car drive along the road and seeing the rain like cascade against the windows and windshield, and just like every, like to me at, at that point it almost felt like I was like watching the movie, that isn't really a real movie. Not but yet. It's gonna not yet. Yeah, but got yeah. announced at Comic Con. So, mm, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so what other consoles and what other games? I'm going to leave that up to M. M. Uh, cool. what have you been playing? Um, I just finished Wolf Among Us. Nice. So that was good. Yeah, I just I did that in like two days. I kind of marathoned it. So that was fun. And other than that, I had friends here this week. So we've just been playing a lot of Left 4 Dead. Man, I need to, I need to play Left 4 Dead. It's been a while. You know what? I think I play Left 4 Dead like three times a week. It's just, it's a staple in our house. See, that's it. Used to be a staple in ours, but I feel like the game has almost slightly stagnated. Like I don't, I don't, I, I like. Okay, here, like I think you've been consistent with it, but like I tried going back and playing it because like I'm trying to introduce my girlfriend to like newer games like that we can play together and playing it i don't know what it was but like i i it it honestly it felt like all that tension and action everything kind of felt like tedious like boring arcade like i don't know it was weird like like that same like gripping engaging like yeah like to me i don't know it it kind of lost sense and i don't know if i've been desensitized by like more modern shoot and like even i can't even think of another like team like you know what's weird is like i've been wanting to play it again and i haven't played it for a while but i'm really excited about planet side 2 and what it reminded me of i'm like man this is like it, it just reminded me of planet side 2 but like not i don't know what it was it, it, it was like it was not as fun to me i, I don't no. know i've always liked left for dead it's always been a really fun co-op game like that's what really kind of got me going back into co-op gaming. It used to be Halo, you know, like just do land parties and stuff like that. And Left 4 Dead is what really brought that back for us. We all pick it up on the system. We get Xbox Live Gold. We all jump on and play and, you know, do crazy shit like trying to get, uh, was it Noam Chomsky? Trying to get (laughs) get him all the way through. Like just really crazy, just dumb shit like that, man. And that like it was such a cool game. Um I guess, I don't know, I think I really liked 1 more than 2, but 2 definitely had more improved features. Um, it's kind of funny that you bring up Left 4 Dead, because I know, like, I've been playing a lot of Payday 2, which, to me, is kind of that that formula. That's, okay, that was the other game that was escaping, yeah, like, because I was like, it, it reminded me of Planet Side 2 to another game. It's very that much it. that formula, that four-player co-op shooter, but they make it, like, Dark Souls in the fact that um, the things that you have to do, your objectives... The areas you have to go to are always randomized. So when you go into the same bank heist, you know, you could do it seven, eight, nine times in a row. Every time you do it, the place where the safe's going to be, the place where the cop's going to be, the security cameras, that's always changing. So it's always you have to kind of canvas the area, you know, have a plan in order. You can't just run in, you know, guns blazing. That's kind of how Left 4 Dead was. Like, you know, you have to know 
you have to have a plan set for when you see a witch or you have to have a plan in order when you know a tank's coming you know but then when the plan goes wrong that's when shit gets really fun you yeah. know you're just like oh god damn it like that tank's fucking killing everyone or you know <laughs> you try to do the shotgun to the witch you know before she raises up and you miss the shot you're like oh fuck like here comes the witch now <laughs> I still haven't gotten that achievement, by the oh, way. Oh, I love it, man. Frowning the, the witch. Thing we tried to do, yeah. Really? I still haven't gotten it. It's really hard. And, like, I've gotten all the... Re- like, there are so many other... Redi- I have to go back and look at my achievement like list, but there are so many stupid achievements that I don't even know how we got, but we got, and I still <laughs> haven't gotten fucking Crown the Witch. And, like, my buddy, who we always used to play with, like, locally, he would sign in his profile and bring it over, and we just played at my house. He got it on fucking both games. Both of them. <laughs> And he would just laugh. Oh, there's a secret, man. The secret is you just got to use the shotgun and you got to wait for her to start rising. Shoot her right in the neck between the head and the shoulders. And, you know, dude, I would never get it. And like, I'd be like point blank. Like I'd be Uh able like I can blow her a kiss and she'd be able to fucking catch it. And like (laughs) and like I would still I would never be able to get that Chivo. though. It still to this day, it escapes me. You know, what's weird, too, is. There's one other really weird, awkward achievement that I like went for for years and I actually got it last year or like a year and a half before. Uh, and it, it was Dead Rising. But I tried to get the bowling achievement where you just like knock over 10 zombies with mm-hmm. a bowling ball. And it never occurred to me. And somebody brought it up. I'm like, dude, why don't you just go into the same parking garage tunnel that you get the genocide achievement and just like stand on something and throw a fucking bowling ball? I'm like, oh, huh, I should do that. Yep. Achievement unlocked. I'm like, you, God fucking damn it. We should really do like a video or a stream of like achievements on games that we have on Steam that have never been achieved. Like somehow like do it cooperatively. Like if you have Left 4 Dead 2 on Steam, we could try to go for that achievement. And I, I think it'd be funny to kind of go back and try to get achievements that are like really hard to get. I don't know. I'm totally down. Actually, I'd be down for that one in like particular. I can't think of one myself that I don't have that I really want to get. I, I might look at my Steam library and see if there's like a particular game on there I haven't gotten an achievement for that I really want. Hmm. I'll check so, it out. I you know, and like I don't know if you like played along with the games club with us, M, or like you played right afterwards, but like did the game like kind of motivate you? Because I know me and you like we also taught comic books and like oh. I know you just recently checked out Preacher. Did you does it make you want to get fables? Yeah, it did. I was really interested in that after reading it. Like, I, I really liked the characters and the concept. So it did. I had fables on my to-read list to begin with, but uh, I kind of bumped it up after that. You know what's funny is I just found out, like, and Bill Willingham just, like, recently announced that, like, at issue 150, it's over. Like, he's, like, like fables is done. Oh, which really? Is weird. Yeah, and it's, like, at issue 142. I think 143 might be coming out next week or this week. I don't know. Um... But it honestly makes sense because now that I've read up to the point, I I feel like, and and like I don't want to, and I'm not going to spoil anything when I say this, but the comic honestly peaked around like issue sixty, mm. and at that point I I could already tell that there is a lot of like creative difficulty over where to take the story next because at some point it it gets ab- like granted the entire concept alone is ridiculous but i mean it, it's like it it really stretches the suspension of disbelief that like the concept so expertly crafts into like comic book nonsense the yeah. like, the, the the comic right now i mean i'm enjoying it just on the sheer luxury that up 
to the 141 issues prior, I have built an attachment and investment with the characters. And if anything, like Bill William in his work, he's excellent with the characterization and the consistency of keeping up with the characters. It's just that the new situations that they're like that they're encountering are becoming more stale, obtuse, or stupid as it goes on. So I, as sad as it like is to say, like I, he's making. I think he he's hit his creative wall, and that ending it like on this like epic last arc at one fifty is a great way to go. And it's actually like for you know, for what it's doing right now. It's you know, it's like you know how comics do that like awkward thing where they don't know how to really progress, so they just do all these short like non sequitur short stories. Yeah. Like it it uh, like it just finished doing that, so I can tell that like I think he's kind of like at his end with with the story and even then like ferris is even like that but like it's really good like it, it it's also weird too like i can also tell like a lot of wolf among us had a lot of telltale influence like they like the telltale people of course like beautifully incorporate and like we talked about this at length in the games club but now that i've like read the comic more and more like you know post the games club um Bill Willingham, like, kind of, like, pushes his political agenda a little too much in the Fable story. Like, yeah. weirdly, to the point where, like, like, and, like, it comes up often, so I'm not, like, spoiling anything, but, like, like Bigby makes a lot of references, allusions to, like, Israeli conventions and politics and warfare. Oh, yeah, so like, and it's and it's kind of awkward, especially with current events, because like, those references were made years ago, like not years, years ago, but the last couple of years. So, you know what I mean? The Coleman, that's like the one like, eh. but anyway, yeah, I'm know. glad you played it though. Yeah, me too. Me too. It was good. I, like, but I okay. Good. So, have you? Are you keeping up with like Walking Dead season two? Yes. Yes, I am. So, in your opinion, what what's like honestly been better to you? I like okay, I don't love season 2 of Walking Dead, but I find overall the characters interest me more. I feel more involved in the story, maybe just because of season 1. Like actually my friends who were here, um we made them play through season 1 for the first time and it's so engaging and so like involving. You just get so immersed in it. I didn't find that with Wolf Among Us at all I didn't really care and I felt like a lot of things happened so quickly that I was like eh, okay kind of playing through it I don't know I definitely didn't find it as compelling I'd say but I have to say that like I guess the level of investment in Wolf Among Us like the, it, it asks for more but yeah. to me like the payoff is better because like I don't, and like Andrew you're not keeping up on it right Season two. Um, no, not really. No, not at all. Um, I want to. Like, I, I did the first two episodes, and I really keep on saying I'm going to go back and play three and four. So uh, the fifth episode... Feel... Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Em. I was just going to say with um, Walking Dead right now, though, it feels a little bit like you're trudging through. Like, it I'm felt hoping like that, that the there's... entire time. Yeah, like, I hated the first episode. Second episode, okay. Like, it's just I'm waiting for it to get better, but I feel like I care more. So in a sense, I, I, I'd like to agree, but like there there are certain things that are like recycled 
um, that I'm not liking. And like, it's it's not until the fourth episode do I kind of feel like the same tension I felt with like the original. Even then, like, even though like we look back at season one and like episode two was like the least like quality one out of the five, it was still really? engaging. That yeah. Was my favorite one. <laughs> uh, I felt like that one, like me and like when we talked about it in the games club, I feel like that one like pandered to a lot of stereotypical horror conventions. Yeah. That's and true. like, yeah. And, and like, that's the thing with season two, dude, like all the episodes are doing that. And like the last two, like climax choices or crazy choices are all fucking bullshit cop out choices. Like they're like they literally give you no time to think, and yet, like whatever you decide to do has a enormously uh, like enormous impact that significantly affects like a lot of elements of dynamics. And but I but the one thing though, because like I remember in Wolf Among Us, we were talking about like a lot of the modifications and changes with like Telltale's choice system, because like like I said, like the fifth episode of the Wolf Among Us, like. It's so goddamn diverse and so much shit can happen. It like it wasn't I don't know. It wasn't as black and white as like season one of Walking Dead could be. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of shades of gray and a lot of shit going on. Um, I, I, I honestly feel like season two is kind of building towards the same momentum. But I don't know. I'm finding a harder time to care. Like there is a character that I actually became really attached to in season four. I'm sorry, season four, episode four. And like. I really hated, like, you know, like, how that was carried out. Yeah. There's a returning character that I will admit I initially grew to, like, like, I I got, I was ecstatic that, like, this character returned. And somehow they told, like, by season four, I could give a shit about this character. And that's, like, that's a terror, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're intentionally, like, driving me to do it. But either way, I don't. I don't really care. And the fact that there's already a guaranteed season three, I feel like at this point, like if, if like, I, I almost feel like the story's already run its course in the season two, like season two hasn't even finished. Yeah. No, and it that, really has. Yeah. It's really bad. And like the fact that it's like, they've already said we're doing a season three, like it's, it's going to really ruin like what the first game has done. I kind of liked the way Telltale uh, is taking the momentum and applying it to different properties. Like Wolf Among Us with Fables and Game of Thrones and Borderlands. Walking Dead's done. Like, yeah. there's there's only so much you can do. Like, I, like basically, Andrew, in my opinion, like, the, what they're trying to go for is how, how shitty could they make you feel as a person? And yeah. try to, yeah, uh, like, it's too force much. force you into it, force you into yeah. feeling like, like shit. Yeah, that's what but I felt, just... especially after episode one. I was like, is this what the whole season's going to be like? Because I don't, there's literally no enjoyment out of that. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you care enough well, about they're... the protagonist, that's why I want to keep plugging through. But it's so, I don't know. I feel like with both with The Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead, that it's simultaneously a lot's happening, especially in Wolf Among Us, but it's also kind of slow. So it's driven by how much you like or care about the characters. So I felt like with Walking Dead, like season two with the protagonist, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but, um, Oh no, everybody knows that <laughs> season two is Clementine. Like that. Okay. Was just the... making sure. <laughs> yeah. Like... They, they like, like that's how, that's how they originally promoted it. I mean, she's on the promotion material, like on, on even people who don't play the game always see her on the cover of the episodes. So I just wanted to make sure I didn't spoil like season one for anybody, but, 
I just feel mm-hmm. like you, I cared so much about Clementine that I'm just keep plugging through, hoping things will get better. But I feel with like almost every other character in season two of Walking Dead and in Wolf Among Us, I was like, eh, whatever. I don't really care what happens to you. So I didn't feel like it. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. basically, like my problem with it is it makes you feel like a shitty human being just on the grounds of morality. But like when the first season did that, there was a meaning behind it because you like had to attach it to like some form of reasoning that involved the characters. Season two doesn't have that. It just totally. doesn't. It just if any like I feel shitty just because like I can't believe I did that as another human being. Not like I can't believe I did like this because so and so will be affected by it. And to me, like you can get away with that in one episode, but when you're doing it consecutively in every single episode, that like it's that's it. It's done. At that point, like I don't how am I why? You know what I mean? Like why bother is like my approach towards it. But I don't know. I I the fourth episode is actually the best so far out of season two. Hmm. To yeah. me, like, I feel like that's, like, the best, like, pacing, the best, like, like, everything integral that happened. Like, the, to me, episode three of season one is, like, that holy shit episode. <laughs> so, like, I can easily say that four is that episode of season two. So, and it's cool because it's leading into, like, the finale, which I can only assume will be pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But like it, it's weird. Like there's like like there's one thing that I almost felt compelled to do. Like it's weird. There's one thing that I felt compelled to do as like is something that I would do, but it's not something that I think my my ideal like uh, perception of Clementine or what I whatever I built towards whatever Clementine should be based on previous choices should do, and yet I did it. Like I don't know. There's there's a sense of detachment that like i think fucks the game up yeah there's that sarah you've probably been playing games that don't depress or scare the shit out of you (laughs) (laughs) i want to hear about what you played maybe this weekend yeah this weekend was a pretty big deal actually you're all about it completed our second halifax scramble which uh was again uh a, a fairly good success we had a lot of people from all over the province and even outside of the province, uh, come in to take part in it. Uh, so, yeah, there was a lot of stuff there. Uh, we actually pick up sponsorship from Hugh Games and NG Dev Team, which uh, they're from Hanover, Germany. And they ended up hooking us up with something like 380 euro worth of games and prizes for the event. So uh, a lot of people were playing like Fast Striker. That was a great uh, a great one that everyone seemed to enjoy. And Neo Zykes was, it was hard, obviously, but uh, still a lot of fun to play for everyone that was there. Um, we had Cosmo Gang the video running on a legit Super Famicom. We had, uh, we had Zona Games come in again. They are an indie developer for Xbox, uh, and they had their own side tournament for Score Rush going. Uh, we had a, a PS3 with Siguri X going. I brought my laptop. It had a whole bunch of stuff on Steam that was uh, done by a bunch of indie studios. Uh, a lot of Luftrausers being played. Mm, uh, mm. It was generally a pretty great time. Yeah, definitely. We even had a, uh, a Jaguar hooked up with the original Raiden. Ooh. Wow. I know. Yeah, and I then know. like it was I actually, on Jaguar. Huh. Yeah, no, I actually really like that version of Raiden. And see. I and like I've been really excited about like the string of like bullet heavens that's come from it too. That and I've been block, looking at man. 
I've been looking at like I I watched your Neo Zykes one, no joke, three times in a row, because it it looked like it's really weird because that game, like it has all the right color looks and action, and yet I feel like something's missing, to where I can't like I can't justify fifty bucks. Like I don't know, I want to get it because I already have a lot of the fucking Hugh Cast games, and funny enough, like it looked better than Ducks, but like way better, yeah. Yeah, but like I don't know, like I feel like and and you know maybe it's because it's missing like the pro- progressive power up systems that that arcade really games, right? weirded the fuck out of me. Like okay, I I it's like it's really okay. So like I I love tigers. Tigers are my favorite animal. Like my spirit animal, <laughs> my spirit animal is fucking Jim Carrey riding on so top much. of a tiger. Um, like it, all things. Yeah, I have a tiger. The, ti- the tiger's part of my tattoo, dude. Um, anyway, um, well, I don't know. That sounds like really shitty. Anyway, or stupid. Um, but anyway, tiger's my favorite animal. It's Spirit also like it's those those creepy. Uh, what are those really creepy things that like hang on people and hug them all the time? Face huggers or scalers? No. no, it's an animal. They're like really long arms. Sloths. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I like think that my spirit animal is in fact a rat, but I think uh, I think mine's a bunny rabbit. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, See, why does saying, my I, I, anything I do? They're just like really ferocious. They 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 have like pets. Mine's creepy as all fuck. Wait, <laughs> it what, kind of makes sense. What's your spirit animal? Mine? Yeah, sloth. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. Yeah, mine's just loud and obnoxious, just like I am. Great, awesome. <laughs> you know what's funny though? That you can you can domesticate a tiger as a fucking pet, and I want I'd it. I'd love to see you try. Uh, I'd love to too. But like, I gotta <laughs> that's get him. Kind of pet that takes you tiger for a kitten. Month, tiger kitten. Yeah, but oh, dude, like I, it'd be like I'd be fucking, I'd be the real life life of pie. I'd be great. <laughs> anyway, back back to the story. Yeah, but like. Uh, the fact that the bomb like takes a giant neon tiger shaped fucking a tiger headed shaped fucking explosion yeah. that was cool but like i noticed that that kept happening a lot i'm like yeah this is really all you can do i mean the bomb mechanics are cool but like that's it you get the same fucking rate of fire and i'm like yeah ah. well i mean there's the concentrated fire which will slow your movements and that's the key to really getting through like the really tight stuff but it's like it's nothing that we haven't seen before it is really tight it, it controls really well. The uh, the mechanics are simple so that anyone can grasp it. Really, it's the quintessential arcade experience. When and when you think of it, right, like all of NG Dev stuff started off on Neo Geo. Mm-hmm. The whole point of Neo Zykes was to get a vertically oriented Neo Geo game on the go. Mm, yeah, I don't th- like basically. So you're saying like like I'm looking at it for the Dreamcast because that's in my price. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, me, personally, like, I think my Dreamcast, just with the way it's set up, it actually can, like, doesn't it run, like, at the highest 240 or 480? Like, what is it? It does. The thing is, the thing about it, though, is that by default, it's going to run, like, a vertical game. So it's still going to be top-down perspective, but it'll go left to right with your uh, controls rotated so that you can play it without messing with your head. Uh, if you want the same resolution, you got to put it into arcade mode uh, and then turn your TV on its side for its actual orientation. But then when you start messing around with the, uh, the horizontal settings, right, 
there's a couple of uh, of issues with that. Namely, um, if you want the pixel perfect resolution, it takes up a quarter of your screen only, uh, and then uh, it'll stretch out if you wanted to uh, to take up the maximum amount of your screen's real estate, and it gets kind of blurry and messy when that happens. So you really do have to stick it on its side in order for it to like really shine the way it's supposed to. Well, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It looked like I said from what I've seen, it looks good, but like, yeah, I, and it I, is like it's it's meant to be as simple as possible while maintaining some semblance of challenge, and it is a very challenging game. Uh, I mean, the <laughs> here's an interesting uh, uh, thing that happened: the top four players in Raiden Fighters Jet Score Attack were at this uh, were at this show. Yeah, and really? we all. We all came to the same conclusion. It's a really fucking hard game. It is. It looks like it. Just like I, I want to see how you guys face off. There should be like a crazy like event where you guys <laughs> go after each other. Yeah, awesome. I, me and Sarah haven't really played a shoot 'em up together, but like, I'm almost tempted to like bring my Ouya and play Raiden Legacy with him. Yeah, get <laughs> some. Uh, sorry, as, as uh, I can keep it in. As, um, as janky as it'll be, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. And fuck you guys. <laughs> I love it. I, but it's, I, I it's want, worth I want you. I want you to expand. I want you to bring that state side. Well, you know, but, uh, over over scramble? across the border. I this, want this to. side. I'm I'm gonna be uh, starting a Kickstarter. Actually, hopefully, uh, <sighs> the idea is that I will be purchasing a van, and then retrofitting the van to have screens on the inside, open up the back and the uh, side. People uh, come in. It's all there, and then put like flagpole uh, mounts on the top of the van for the narrow Japanese style sidewalk flags, and have like three of those on top of the van, so I can travel around and then like at a at a show or something, just open her up, and that's it. Bullet heaven on the go. God damn, that'd be amazing. Like I, I'm getting teary eyed just thinking about it. Oh, <laughs> I'd love it. You'd be forced to be parked in my driveway all the time though. <laughs> it's staying here. <laughs> so. Uh, but it's cool. got to be a very specific kind of van, right? Like, uh, it's like we I really want to get like one of the old Mitsubishi ones from the 80s and just, you know, make sure to make sure uh, to get all the the stuff fixed up on it to make sure that it's in really good running order. Uh, but like it's got the right shape. It kind of looks like uh, a supply ship from any game in the 80s. Right. And uh, get some sweet decal work on the side. It'd be great. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. You'd yeah. have to make a uh, warp zone part of your world tour. <laughs> I'll bet you they'll sell. Uh, there'll be a, a large component of my funding. I'm almost certain of it. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. All right, That's man. Awesome. Anything else you've been playing? Anything? Anything newsies? Uh, other than Neo Zykes? What have I? Well, yeah, obviously a lot of Fast Striker as well. Um, uh, popping in and out of Tomodachi life as usual. There was something that I played recently, though. What was it? I started playing it, and it was kind of interesting, but then I don't know. Uh, you recently reviewed Lifeless Planet. I'm actually really oh, curious. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Lifeless, that was a little while ago. But uh, but I did play like all the way through it in one go <laughs> because it was that engrossing. I actually, because I remember uh, me and Andrew covered it at PAX, and I really, really dug it. So, but there was so much to do. Like, I don't know. Didn't like when you told me that, I was just like, man. Like, I'm not doubting it, but I, I can only like 
your attention span must be so much more focused than mine. Well, it still like, took me. It still took me like eight hours. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So there's still quite a bit of gameplay to it. I, I didn't say that it didn't that it took me a short amount of time. Like I stayed dedicated to it for practically an entire day. And, uh, and that was that was more or less the idea behind that. That's crazy because like there's so much to explore. Like I couldn't like everything. Like I don't know the whole sense of nothingness and like wandering and and like wanting to satiate my curiosity. Like the 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 nature of lifeless planet, if anything, has somehow attributed to actually like like I I kind of connected it with uh. You know, something that I personally championed for. I don't know, you guys weren't so hot on it, but I'm I'm still totally fucking sold on it. And that's No Man's Sky. And Hello Games just recently came out within some sort of like press release or, or talked about it like out in the open that uh, according to like their projections that the uh, the finished product of the game and after getting everything in set with the systems and whatnot, that uh, players will undoubtedly have to take up to five billion fucking years to visit every single planet within its uh within its virtual system, its a uh, fucking solar system of sorts, and that's uh that's insane. I, yes. I, I see that's a little too much, right? Like five billion years. I can like, do it. Mass, massive multiplayer <laughs> scared me off already, but I mean, I I like my games to have some kind of way to see it all, and well, that's that's I, a little too much. I'd be so good at that game. I've watched Biodome. I know what to do. <laughs> I've seen totally the fine. I've seen the universe being born. <laughs> Did so. you just fucking quote Biodome? I'm just saying I saw Biodome. I didn't quote it. I just I saw it. So <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you know, is, there any, is there any expert about you know playing a game like No Man's Sky? Then you're looking at them. You know what's funny is and and you bring that up, but um, so back in the day, back when I was a scumbag. Uh, or you know, more or less, more of a scumbag. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I would do when, like, I brought when I brought like a a lady back to shag, like when that was going to be the thing. <laughs> I the was movie... going to say evening company, but you you're so eloquent. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Bringing them home evening... for a nightcap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the one of the one of the things I would do, and it, and it almost became like a. A tra- like a signature fucking move uh, that I would do, and almost like a calling card of sorts to like my roommates or something that they look back and like it, at first it was so unintentional, and then it just like had to be something that I had to do. But the movie that I would put that we would initial watch and then always become background noise to so whatever we would do it was fucking Son in Law, and then oh, like shit. I would always I'd like I'd almost test myself too, like how soon into the movie can I get things going. Mm-hmm. And like, and not only that, it was a challenge. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know her that well, but like, how swap? Like, and I know this sounds like like I'm a pig, and and in all sense of the word, yeah, I can be. <laughs> but fucking, it was it was always weird. And like, funny enough, is that that's like something like I said with me no longer doing the, like having that sort of lifestyle. I've kind of retired that. But like, it it like my my little brother is like dating now. And I almost kind of want to like pass the torch on to him. Yeah, show him the moves. Let Polly Shore hey. just just do all the work for you. You, you need the, to have this it. on you at all times, and then hand him a copy of the movie. I My, uh, I actually have yes. two copies of Son in Law. Yep, just in case, just in case you need it. <laughs> I, nope. I I I usually go for in the army now. I mean, the combo of Andy Dick and Polly Shore. I mean, oh, you can't God. beat that. That's a win win. 
I mean, that, that, that just goes from zero to 60 at any time. I mean, it, 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 it's a drag out thrill ride. Wait, I'm and trying like, to think of some other box quotes. And like, see, you can't. Yeah, I, and I and I even like <laughs> I even tried fucking with the formula too. And I can tell you that I don't know. I don't know if it's all like a placebo effect in my brain, which in all of course it it, it more than likely is. But like, I tried messing around with them. Like, maybe if I put Hot Shots Part Two, and and like do that, and nothing happened. Like the like the magic, the chemistry just wasn't there. We got a little into the movie, and then we really did it. And then the movie was boring. And then it was awkward because we're like. I, I sense that she didn't even want to be there anymore, and I almost had to say, like, I don't even want to host you here anymore. Like, I, got, I could play video games or read a book or so do much stuff right I can now. Do. I know there's so many things I can do. Why are you even here? So, like, yeah, just, just, like, just well, I, I see where this is going. I'm just going to grab my virtual boy and oh, son of a <laughs> oh lord, that's anyway. that's the real that's the real way you win him over. Nope, <laughs> the, whole, the, the glossy eyes is what does it. Uh, speaking of glossy eyes. And watching way too many fucking moving pictures happening all at once. Let's go ahead and uh, slapdash the feature top. Let's get into that shit. Let's uh, mm-hmm. hmm, let's shake and fucking convulse about. Let's move it. Let's. Uh, well, I, again, I was gonna take it to a really dark place. But anyway, yeah. Let's uh, Twitch. Twitch is good. Twitch is. Twitches. Yes. Hey, so, you know what's funny, too, is, ha- have you noticed that that's, like, not really a verb when people talk about, like, to Twitch? Twitch stream? Yeah, no, twitching, like, oh, I'm <laughs> twitching, twitching. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's right. not... <laughs> what is, what is the verb of trying to stream on Twitch? Twitch I'm... streaming. S- streaming? Yeah, streaming. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. It's funny, too, because, like, that kind of goes hand in hand with, with what I really want to talk about. And What's like, past tense? Are... What's the past tense of when you did something on Twitch? Stream. Did you twatch? You twatched. Twatched. <laughs> 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 Sounds dirty, I know. Oh yeah. Well, no, it would oh, it fine. would sound dirtier if you twatched. Which uh. is ter- <laughs> oh, just the way I like it. Ew. You had, uh, you, you had to emphasize yes. one of those, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, no, but fucking, it, it's funny that like considering like the the stature that Twitch has sort of achieved in 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 the realm of like video game streaming, and the fact that like you would think that when something that that big has kind of like branded itself to being associated with an action you do like you know people are they're they're youtubers and well like maybe it's just the name itself you know because i i don't know if i've ever heard somebody call themselves a twitcher (laughs) yeah but yeah but but a twitch streamer yeah they've definitely called themselves that it's i don't know maybe it's an association with like the uh the emphasis of the syllable at the end uh, anyway, wait, wait, what here did he you goes just again. say? Here he goes again. God, every time. Emphasis. I mean, emphasis, right? Emphasis. No, I know. I. He's doing it on purpose, man. I know he is. He's putting em- the, rem- the wrong emphasis and on it. Emphasis. On the syllable. Put, put the wrong emphasis. Put the, the ass in emphasis. It was, yeah. that, God damn it, you guys. That that was just me having some, <laughs> like, some color. Also, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a serious one this time. Though. We can't. We can't know what's real and what's not anymore <laughs> with you. We just can't know. 
But anyway, it's just, just like me being a wonderful individual. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, just the like Twitch is. It, it's so funny too because like in the scope of things, it has like achieved this like fucking grandiose like connection with uh, uh basically becoming accessible and affordable towards anyone who kind of wants to break into it. It wasn't really like that from be- the beginning. And and it's so funny because as as big as it's gotten, it's only going on uh, it's only like gone on to like reinforce it, its biggest flaw and that that to me that's how insular everything sort of is. Like I don't know if it's just because like YouTube's been given like the affordability of the fact that it is not a like single branded platform like Twitch is in all sense of word it's just for gaming for video games and like I I like that it it's definitely like it's benefited from branching out from what it was in Justin TV so much in fact that fucking Justin TV like completely closed its doors to like any other sort of vlogging or like video streaming venture or anything else that it gave to its initial user base and just said fuck it we're too busy paying attention to the video game like that's like they, they, I think they went out and said that that was like eighty-seven percent of their user base at at some point before they closed Justin TV's doors. In fact, we initially came on Justin TV, and then Twitch are like, "Yeah, y'all need to fucking convert. Like, y'all need Twitch." So, and uh, they actually muscled anybody in who had originally used Justin TV into doing Twitch. And like, you know, I, I'm, I, I gotta say, I, I'm not displeased with the move, but. There, there are some certain things that could totally use some fucking work, and I don't know. I mean, what are the, what are some of the things that you guys see when you go to Twitch.com or Twitch.tv, I should say? I see nothing but the most uh, saturated AAA titles, really, mixed with League of Legends and usually StarCraft. Basically, a lot of the stuff that I don't like playing. Do you think that's, I mean, do you think that's now because of the fact that now they have it integrated with PS4 and Xbox One that you are seeing a lot of those AAA titles because that's all I think that that's, people yeah, are playing that's all, on the console. I mean, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad they, they do separate it. They separate Twitch streams from, okay, here's the top Xbox One channels, here's the top PS4 channels. So they try to separate it if possible, but you're right. I mean, it's it, it's been dominated by League of Legends since both came out. I mean, it, League of Legends kind of is what made Twitch you know, the platform of choice to watch those streams. You know, anytime there's a big tournament like Evo or, you know, any other tournament like uh, World Championships, MLG stuff, you know, all that's covered on Twitch now. Like, that's because of League of Legends, I think, honestly, was the place where, like, you knew that was the destination. Like, you know, even this year when I watched the E3 pressers, I watched it on Twitch. It's just, it, it's, a, it's a place to go. And it's a shame. It is the best destination to find video content of, of gaming. You know, it's easy to watch. You can get on everything, mobile, computer, you know, whatever. But there isn't that drive to go and watch. Like, I'll at least watch a YouTube video because I want to see a game I don't know anything about. And I want to learn more about it. I want to see someone playing it and get some more information. But you don't find that on Twitch too much because you're right. It's being dominated. Uh, I, I just wish there was, like, another option for more indie stuff. Yeah, I think uh, better ca- like as as nice as it is that there is like separation between like PC streams, Xbox three, uh, sorry Xbox One and PS Four. You know, better categorization might be better because like, what if I want to go there and I want to watch some retro stuff? You're not going to see that on the homepage. No, and you you, you have to search for the specific title, mm, and even then you might dumb, not even yeah. find it, or you'll find it and it's going to be like, here's a retro game, but it's got some weird, crazy gimmick like my dog 
is playing, you know, uh, Minesweeper. Something, yeah, you know, it's like, but every time you toss the bone, it goes to a different spot in the game. It's like, ugh, like I get it. It's kind of fun. It's a cool experiment, but no, I, I, for me personally, not having this knowledge of retro games or going back and playing older games, like I've usually gone to you guys for opinions. You know, what was a good RPG for the system, or what are some things I missed out on that I like play now? now? I did that with George for when I had a Wii and I went to the virtual console. I was like, I need to download all these RPGs. You know, from uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember half the systems Shining that were. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I had stuff that was on virtual console. Like, I wish there was a way for that. Maybe, maybe to not just get the video, but get like uh, some kind of community going where you can share this. You know, you can share here. Here's this cool game you didn't know about. You know, check this out. Like, but there's not that sense of community. It's I hate to say it. It's kind of just it's all centered on the person, on the individual. Like the person that's doing the stream wants to be the celebrity. They want to be the one that the focus of their attention's on is the person playing. That should never be the case. Like, why do I care about the person playing the game? You should have no video. Like, there should be no coverage of you. I care about the game. Like, why are you a celebrity for but playing this game? what's funny, it would... Go ahead, Em. Sorry. I was just going to say, then, wouldn't that be more the point of YouTube? Like, to me, part of Twitch is that you're interacting. You can kind of jump in and what they're doing and talk with them while they're playing. Yeah. That is yeah. true. There, There is the chat, which I, I guess, like, I kind of ignore the chat entirely because halftime is just kind of riddled with... You know, emoticons. That are, yeah, just, emoticons yeah, and, 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 and like what's going and going ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of up to the community to make the community they want. You know, they have to be the one to make the stream to where I know I can get into a chat and not be ridiculed by a bunch of idiots online. You know, but yeah. but it's really they're the ones that have to be able. To, like Twitch can't force that on people. They can't make that choice for them. It's just up to the community to make that decision and kind of create what they want. And see, what the thing is, too, honestly, is like that I, I really feel like a sense of direction would would be better or some community management or incentivizing from the Twitch team. Do they because, have community managers on Twitch at all? Like, is that it, a thing? Yeah, but you don't. It's like it's like they have a fucking permanent gone fishing sign like <laughs> on the site. Like I they they, they like they stream their own like opinions and like have pundit commentary towards the going ons of the industry and culture and like they they created an amazing database like an incredible database for like video games that like you know anybody can just like search and then promote like that's the fucking yeah, game I'm i don't know um w within certain boundaries like there's a few games that i've tried to stream that have had no no entry so i've had to go with like the uh the closest thing like when i was doing mm. hellfire live there was no hellfire option mm. i mean it's still growing though it like everything that i've tried to put in has has been able to go in on the exception yeah, the, of one game and that's gunlord i think the biggest problem is that you can't add anything to the database it has to be added by somebody else and that that creates problems well yeah but i think it also creates problems when you give like you know user freedom like that honestly and that's the thing. If there was somebody more like, if if somebody had their fucking hands on the wheel, like, and didn't let fucking like, like Jesus take the wheel, they just fucking did their thing, <laughs> and like, essentially like, get something going where, you, you know, basically it, it it encouraged like, checking out games, and honestly, like, the press 
like side of things. They they try to take that on on their own and like get really proprietary with it. Like we try to do that, especially in like obscure, overlooked games or even new games that we think like are getting ignored. Giant Bomb does it. Uh, Polygon's trying to get in the middle of the thing. Which, funny enough, and 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 people eat that up, like especially the fact that like most publishers like focus more like stringency on the embargoes around video content, especially streaming than they do editorial nowadays. But oh, like, yeah. yeah, but like as far as like the community goes, it's, it's just a fucking game of circle jerking and it gets to the point where it's, it really is. It's like, <laughs> I, I can guarantee you right now without even pulling up Twitch that at some point the top, like the top fucking streams are going to involve Dota two, yeah. uh, somebody fucking playing Minecraft maybe titanfall or battlefield most likely titanfall and yeah modern warfare 2 like i don't even have to fucking wait modern warfare 2 really yeah that's a popular one still and like yeah it's it's just you know i mean there's like there's i'm playing battlefield bad company one you guys should check it out (laughs) that's still playing goldeneye um, oh shit, man! I would watch that. I would watch that. Yeah, and see, hey, amazing. It's it's just it's weird though because like we we've started a lot of streams, and I can tell you right now, like one of our more popular streams, uh, definitely Gunlord was one of them. It's just that mm-hmm. like a lot of the obscure ones, like nobody gives a shit about, and like you would think that like I mean, other than the dedicated people who do listen and follow the show, which fucking love you guys, thank you. It's just it's something that like I would think that the community on Twitch like would get would, would kind of like rally behind and like they don't and it's almost like like they kind of apply the same line of logic that Emma did earlier like fuck well, I'll go to YouTube for that shit the thing with YouTube though is it has the advantage of not being this like singularly focused like hobbyist enthusiast fucking video platforms like YouTube's for everything you could fucking YouTube how to replace a windshield wiper blade because it's there mm. because everybody uses YouTube and it's had like over 10 years to fucking grow and become like the global staple of media that it has become to the point where it's fucking the internet's killing television because of YouTube and YouTube can afford like having and hosting multiple enthusiast communities on like very niche or otherwise nuanced areas of video games. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm not even asking for Twitch to try to chase like what kind of like degree of or level that like, YouTube caters to these, like, fucking, like, little smaller factions of games. I just want, like, at least some kind of fucking effort being put in. But no, it's just, it's like, they, they almost endorse the circle jerking. And worse yet, like, the monetization's just, like, to me, it's an issue. Mm. Like, I don't know. Well, I just, funny you said that, I was just poking around, and I just found someone with a donations on their page. Donation Hall of Fame where the highest people have donated over a thousand dollars each, that's nuts. And even then, like people, people need to like just invest their money, put put it into a savings account. Please don't spend all that money on someone playing a video well, game. That could be you playing it. And <sighs> someone's saying um, they've got like they give perks to people for subscribing, like add them on Snapchat or add them on Steam. It's very interesting. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I've paid money to make friends online. That's, I mean, you have to do that sometimes. But, I mean, you shouldn't have to if you have normal friends. But if you're like me, you know, I mean, that's kind of how we got this website going. Honestly, I just started throwing a bunch of money at George. I was like, please let me be your friend. Or you uh, have to 
pay to subscribe to this channel. Okay. It's crazy, right? Like That's it's insane to me. <laughs> it is. Like yeah. you should be able just to go on and watch it. Like it just, I think that there is obviously there's a market and there's a place for that kind of stuff, but I don't think that it should be Twitch. Like No, Twitch is supposed to be for us. It's supposed to be for the community and like people have gone on and turned it into this like fucking like secret club bullshit that like I, I personally I hate that mentality. I I live and fight and work to fucking like get rid of that mentality in journalism aspects of things. Like the fact that it's like now like carrying over to something that in every stretch of the word was fucking built by the goddamn community. <laughs> like that got where it is because of fucking kids who like put together the work, the like I can only imagine, like, they have every right to bitch and complain of how easy it is to Twitch stream now as opposed to, like, what it was like four years ago. Because I'm pretty sure it involved, like, fucking somebody hooking up a toaster and Etch-A-Sketch, some chicken wire, and a vibrator to their fucking computer <laughs> to get anything to transmit or work. And now they're just like, well, I just push this button on my controller and look, you see my book fucking dumb face! Hi, guys! I'm playing video games! And, like... I and I like how easy and accessible it is, but like now, like the fact that you have to distinguish or otherwise like rank which one's worth your time is to create this like sense of faux celebrity. And like I, 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 that just fucking bugs me, like in no shape. And like honestly, there, like here's the thing, too. Like again, I mentioned Giant Bomb, for example. Let's revisit that. They have like the ability to charge people who visit their site they have a free model and they have a paid model in their paid model they give access to a ton of other fucking games that you don't see they like go the extra mile to basically give you like more content that you would otherwise have to wait to get okay these people who fucking like charge for money on on, on twitch and what they're doing they're simply like putting their personality on a fucking pedestal and then uh, to exasperate it they're giving you the quote-unquote privilege to follow what they're doing on various social media. That is, that is asinine to me. That is not a platform to do these sort of things. Like, I understand. Like, I, I'm with them. I like personality on, on the people who stream them. Like, there are people that I prefer watching than others. And that's that's a part of the Twitch experience. But there's a fucking balance. There's, like, there's a, there's a sense of the word where you can't get carried away with it. And... I just see it get exploited, and it's fucking disgusting to me. And, like, you know, again, I might catch some real fire for this, but, like, I, I personally, like, I'm totally in support of, and I'm okay with female streamers, like, doing their thing, and even then, you know, implementing, like, the appearance, the sexualization of, like, their personality and their appearance in the midst of streaming. If that's, like, a gimmick or something that they want to do because, you know... That and, and again, like, granted, like, video games suffers from, like, the saturation of that, but I still, in my heart, feel like it could be tastefully done, and there's still, like, work that we need to do. So I can't, like I said, I can't condemn it. I just, I sincerely can't. I can condemn, like, the, the streamers that go overboard with it, the ones that host hotlines, or do what they can't, like, like, it's so, it's too much. I, I just, I don't, I don't like the, the fact that they put, like, such an abundance and, and like, such a fucking focal point behind what they do and like they're like it's almost like they're the they, they treat it as if they're heightening the game like the game is is like exponentially better because it's them playing it and 
I don't know that something about that bugs the fuck out of me. If anything, like I look at it as a, like I said, a platform to follow your favorite people, but like kind of see what they can bring. And even then, like it, it, it's supposed to be a community thing. And like, you know, Andrew made fun of it earlier, but like, I really like the social experimentation that Twitch has kind of seen as of recent, because I feel like it's kind of getting back to like the stupid fun shit that Twitch is. That's, that's me personally. Like, fucking fish plays, I, it, it's insane to me how much fish plays is really caught. Like, the fact that I've dumped five hours into watching two obliviously worthless fucking sea creatures. Like, <laughs> fly, like, basically swim to, like, different ends of their fucking water prison and have absolutely no idea that in doing so, they're, like, inputting fucking functions to a game that, like, involves, like one of the deepest and most complex strategies and tactics ever afforded by video games to this fucking day. And the fact that I, I am putting stock and in, totally investing in it. Cause it's, it's amazing to me. It's like, honestly, it's, it's the nerdy new way of cockfighting, like basically exploiting creatures who are completely unaware of what they Well, it's way safer too. Like these fish don't die. <laughs> I mean, not yet. I mean, if you want to watch it for, for greater sport, yeah, you know, start start placing bets, that sort of thing. That's gonna get really dark. Yeah, like pretty much. Like for example, like oh, they can't block this round, so they like throw poison or uh, like fucking blades or what. Like ew, now we just like I just got dark. Yeah, really dark. <laughs> like, just just straight straight up straight up animal murder. Uh, murder suicide. It's, it's probably the pescatarian in me when it comes to my lack of compassion for fish. No, it's one of the commandments, I think. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time you say that, I'm going to do that. I'm sure we're going to get someone mad at us. That's fine. Yes, don't we always? Um, yeah. but, you know, Andrew, like, and even then, I feel like there are ideas that can bring more emphasis back in the community and not the personalities. Like, I believe you said, didn't you want to, like, start a, a Twitch stream where you just, like, kind of recreate Game Center CX and just fucking... I'm, I'm just super shitty at games all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... It, you know, art imitates life, though. I, it would be very realistic to me actually playing the games I play normally. Oh, I would just, I would just stream life. it. And, I don't know, like, I could shock myself every time I do something wrong. It, it could be really... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's I, something you could I, it, 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 it kind of takes me back to my backyard wrestling days, you know, just inflicting pain for no reason other than the entertainment <laughs> of others. You know, I get hit with something when I don't do something right. Who has a kendo stick they yeah. can lend me? <laughs> Who knows? You know what, it, it, might, it might be good. You never know. It, it might be. Emphasis on might be. Might be, but probably not. Probably not I, I'm still totally behind the idea of Baby Plays Twitch. Like, I, yeah, I really yeah. want to get your wife behind that. because I talked she... about that, actually, and she's like, what is Twitch? And I was like, don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> she's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> we're, we're having, we're having a daughter, daughter father time. It's cool. Yeah. We're, we're bonding right now. Yeah, like... Dude, I'm I'm t- if like if we can make baby plays Twitch a thing, I'm totally down. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I don't think it's like fuck. We've we've had parents name their ch- children Dragonborn. Uh, so it's true. Uh, it's true. yeah, King. No, but yeah, exactly. So we're not as bad as them. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah. So either way, I feel like it, Twitch is like has all the potential that it needs. It's it's, it's honestly it's a beast that's fucking growing. Beyond like any, and I think beyond any like considerable significant reins could like yield it back. But I feel like there are no reins like trying to fucking hold that thing back. 
I just feel like if there is some changes in direction, and honestly, you know, we've gone on to links this far without talking about like some of the new security features, and I really feel like that's a that's a misstep in the wrong direction. Like, it is. yeah. For those of you like who like followed recently, like I did a limelight on Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection because it's the Sega Genesis's 25th anniversary, or was like you know uh, last week. So, you know. <laughs> We, 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 we did that, and my girlfriend's, like, iPhone rang during the initial run of things, and she has a, that default-ass fucking Apple ringtone, like, that do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, and, the marimba one, yeah. Yeah, marimba, or fucking <laughs> whatever, just, like, that. That, that one. That That's one, exactly. Typical Apple stuff. And that, uh, that just fucking struck a, a 30-minute block of muting, like, within... Uh. And like you know, I didn't even get the chance to check the chat room fast enough to really catch it. And I'm still and I'm still trying to appeal it. Still trying to appeal it. Yeah. I the, thanks it, YouTube. Mm. Well, you know I because yeah, like I really want to benefit off of a fucking ringtone. But like, right. I, I I really feel like the content ID like serves a purpose to some extent. But I don't think it has any purpose for streaming. To be honest, like yeah, I, I can don't see think so. I can see where musicians basically lose out. Or can otherwise feel cheated, like on something that's archived and accessible and to the links of YouTube. But like, you know, at the same time, like it does kind of break some sort of like a- amendment that goes on when it comes to protection of uh, properties of sorts and and the the use of them, especially in in the realm of media and licensing. Because you know there are streamers who like don't actually like. It's funny. And, you know, like, I actually applaud them in a sense, but, like, there are streamers that, like, they don't say a a goddamn thing. They say nothing Mm. during their stream, and yet they show their face, but they're jamming out to music that they have in the background as they're playing. And, you know, I I can see that, like, broadcasting some of that, but, like, like, when the fuck is Leonard Skinner ever gonna lose out on, like, somebody playing Freebird? Like on their goddamn Twitch stream. Tell me, in what way is Skinner gonna get fucked by that? It makes me sad because if if this goes through and we can't have music on our streams anymore, how are we gonna play the Beverly Hills Cop theme song as we're playing League of Legends? That has to happen all the time when you play League of Legends. Yeah, yeah. We actually we can't do that anymore. Oh I know, right? I know, man. Like 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 in Twitch Hills Cop. Twitch is dead. Oh, Fuck it. We're moving on. I'm done with Twitch. Okay, so the very what was the other one? Hitbox. Yeah, Hitbox seems like to be the new hotness right now. Guys, let's go over there and ruin that. Beverly Hills Cop, man. All day, every day. It's all we're playing. Oh, dude. That's <laughs> peace indeed. That's how we got to end this goddamn show. Yeah. Playing Beverly Hills Cop theme? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah dude. Fuck it. I'm like, cool with that. Jesus. But, like, no joke. Just, like, being able to, like... Oh, God. That was, like, the it best. Works. It, it works. It works. Totally made it it, it kind of made me like League of Legends almost. Yeah. like Maybe we'll just play that, and that's the only way we can get in League of Legends. Uh, but either way, I feel like if there if the proper direction is put into Twitch, and you know there there can be some more, I don't know, emphasis on certain aspects like categorization or community, like that Sarah suggested, and even then, like keep the social experimentation going. Like let's get like I'm totally about like baby plays Twitch. I hope that's something that we can fucking get going soon, um, and then hopefully we can convince other like new newly newborn parents to like also subject their children to the same horrible idea um it'll be like cat videos on youtube man it'll be that hot yeah mm. i i think it's and, or people can look at it as a bonding baby experience like a really that's <laughs> it i i hope so 
But either way, you know, if you guys, you know, got some ideas to throw at us or any comments about this whole topic, shoot them over to us. Because I think it's about time we close this puppy down. Yep. And also make sure to sign a petition for uh, we're going to get the Axel Foley skin in League of Legends. So we're going to make that happen, too. (laughs) (laughs) Have to do this. Oh, God. Yeah, definitely episode in. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're, We're good. Yeah, so if you guys enjoyed listening to Press Pause Radio, episode 88, then boy, do I got a treat for you. You guys can subscribe to us, and you can get the fucking episode on the reg after that. You can review it, too, which we totally appreciate, because with reviewing our episode, you basically elevate us one step closer to essentially getting broadcasted on a much wider scale to new audiences that can fucking find and also listen to us. So, you know, and and please, we'd like positive reviews, but hell, if you fucking want to let us know you hate it, whatever, suck dick, just do it. Um... But, yeah, hey, and there's nothing wrong with sucking dick, by the way. Like, eat, eat, hold on, hold on, what was going to say? Eat brick, yeah, from fucking Home Alone 2. Like, oh, no, suck brick. Yeah, Daniel Stern. Oh, suck brick! There we go. That's what I had to say to you guys. Yeah, fucking Home Alone 2, man. Like, what a traumatizing film. Like, It's, oh, anyway. Yeah, and you can also find us on other major audio network platforms, such as Stitcher, Scatter Radio, and soon to be on Earwolf, and hopefully uh, Spotify by the end of things. Yeah, exactly. You can fucking find us on, on the tons of shits of things. Uh, also, you know, follow us on Twitter, fan us on Facebook, and speaking about all this goddamn video nonsense, we are a part of all the video nonsense. Uh, YouTube.com slash PPR broadcast. You can catch our, uh, basically our pseudo quick look slash let's play series, Play Play. And, uh, our newest Play Play is, uh, Mega Man X Maverick Hunter with newcomer to PPR Gil. And I kind of unintentionally tear apart kind of how shitty of a remake that is. Along with Dragon Ball Z and, um, stuff that has to do with boners, boner jokes. So there's that. Uh, also... You know, you can catch uh, Super Plays, which uh, are essentially going to be, you know, uh, more or less our freeform standard look at, like, continued series focusing on a particular game of Let's Plays. Then you can catch some of the latest trailers that are uh, sent to us by some of the fucking coolest developers around with indie, niche, obscure, otherwise sweet-ass games that we want to highlight for. And you can definitely find our now showing feature. And finally, Press Pause Video. That's the home of Press Pause Video. And we are getting sacked and ready for fucking... Uh, getting new episodes in line of production soon after we finish getting our equipment. Uh, and we're not going to be on Patreon, so just throwing that out there. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, we got, we got another video feature, too, that uh, we should uh, go ahead and get mentioned. Sarah? Oh, it's true, yeah, but uh, it's done for the year. <laughs> Bullet Heaven was wrapped up at the end of the Summer Dreams block because it's what led up to the uh, Halifax Scramble event. So we're not going to be doing anything until around November because I need time to create new stuff. But uh, but yeah, um, you can enjoy all 109 episodes on YouTube and Press Pause Radio. So uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure to do so on Press Pause Radio with the uh, under the Bullet Heaven link that you can find. Although it's still the season four logo, you need to change that, dude. I do. <laughs> you keep changing logos on me, man. Well, it's just once a year. Every season. 
Yeah, that's too often for me. Why do you, why do you think or, we saw the same? The only difference we've fucking <laughs> applied to the logo is that we don't have the duck hunt dog in it anymore. <laughs> he might, he might show up again. Years. He'll he'll show up eventually. Yeah, we'll, someday. Uh, we'll we'll get the season six one up. I'm sure. All right. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking and speaking of which, you know, with play plays, you guys are gonna expect down the line. Uh, fucking, we got a Persona block coming with Persona Four Arena. We've also got Persona Four and Three and Jack Brothers on the Virtual Boy. Speaking of some Virtual Boy love, um, also. We've got Pokemon Type Wild and fucking Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright, Dual Destinies, and some other shit. Yeah, we're totally in. We, we, we've got some stuff in the works. Also, for Super Plays, me and Gil are going to tackle fucking Shovel Knight, and me and James are going to do some Dark Souls 2. So there's that, but I think there's even bigger announcement that we got to close off with. We're going to be at PAX Prime, as per normal, me and Sarah. Yes. And if you see us... Just fucking stop. Wave, shake our hands, tell us how shitty our haircuts are. I don't care. Just fucking hang out, share with us your PAX experience, and, you know, talk about some of the stuff you saw. And if you get the chance, Saturday night, in between, like, Brian Altano's comedy showing at, uh, showing, showing, that's a word, uh, mm. showing at IGN, uh, for IGN over at some goddamn venue. I don't remember. See, there we go. Already, already subliminally fucking doing the work. Um, Come over to GameWorks, really easy, right down the street from the convention center, across the street, I might add. But there, you'll be able to hang out with a ton of friends and us at the PPR Slap and Tickle. And not only that, you will get the chance to also help us play an exclusive first look at the Shark and Shark premier board, or tabletop game, uh, Flocks and Flyways, uh, which Tigressa, Stephanie Palermo of uh, fucking PR fame, is uh, essentially going to bring a prototype of the game for all of us to play, and you guys can get in on that. Plus, we're going to try to see if we can incorporate some other tabletop games with some drinking and some fucking arcade action. Uh, I know Sarah's got some work he's got to put into that write ca- uh, writing cab, and um, yeah. Chad from Screw Attack will be there, and I, I really got to fucking see if I can like try to challenge that dude's skills at fucking Street Fighter Third Strike, because like he like veritably forced... like. Like, oh my god, he, like, I, I, I was Brazil, he was Germany. So, like, it, it, it was a fucking, it was a sight to behold. So, you can catch all that, too, and, like, yeah, we're gonna be at PAX, and also hit the site, and keep, uh, that fucking train, train. dude. I know, the train's coming to PAX, too, be ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and funny enough, that's how I'm getting there, so I'll, I'll tell you guys about the experience. But, yeah, fucking, dude, just... Hang out at this at PAX and also watch the site and listen for it. We'll be recording as per usual and and also trying to bring to you like the highlights from the show. Until then, yeah, I think we've hit that time. So, uh, well, this is Georgie Boy's axe, toast and stuff, and the original Sarah and more stuff, <laughs> and Emma maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) We don't know anymore. (laughs) Could be. (laughs) All right. We'll we'll find out next time.
Thank you.